0: Can you draw a picture of me and Sid?
1: Yeah, I'm not good at drawing women. Well, because I respect them so much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Jar proportional. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A
1: feeling of worry, nervousness, will unleash, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome.
2: It's going to be that kind of party. I'm going to take my Oh, God!
3: They're going to know going to I'm, know I'm, I'm dumb. dumb. Brain Jail. Welcome to Brain Jail, folks. I'm sitting across from the handsome sleeveless, Jace Wayne Avery. How's it going? Dipping into his dip cut, Coming from <laughs> Texas. Live from Eagle Rock. We got... The devil himself on the ones and twos, aka Ben Avery, who's a nice guy but loves to pretend he's not. <laughs> That's right, folks. <laughs> and I'm very excited to have one of the chosen people here with us. Uh, that would be Noah Finlay. Hello, it's me. Hey, it's me,
1: Noah Finley. It's me, <laughs> Noah. This is actually Noah's second time on the podcast. We had him on the first. That's,
3: step. yeah, we did. We had him on the first episode, uh, and uh, and then uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we uh, we needed to have him on more. Do you remember? Do you remember what Noah was saying on the first episode Ben?
1: I can pull it up. I got it right. Yeah, we actually have a clip of Noah from the (laughs) first episode. (laughs) It's pretty great. Um, Well, Ben pulls that up. I was going to say I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I smashed two dip cups together. (laughs) Everybody hates me. I, I go in WrestleMania, and they just all beat me to death.
3: <laughs> so, that is so disgusting. Like the idea of just the dip just yeah, pouring, pouring out over everywhere. Everybody.
1: Somebody pulls out a gun. Uh, no, I have the
0: clip right here. Yeah, okay. I'd like, like to hear myself. <laughs> and these are your words. We were... You remember I recorded this with... Um, Benjamin Netanyahu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Wall Studios. Yeah, the Wall Studios. Yeah, (laughs)
3: we we actually we lifted you up in a chair the whole time (laughs) you were on our shoulders, and then uh, uh, yeah, you. (laughs)
2: Is there a dubstep (laughs) remix? Uh. Oh, you know I'm about to find that. Hey,
0: yo! It's my friend. It's my name, (laughs) Bordechai.
1: Yeah. So, thanks for coming on and letting us make fun of you. Yeah, I appreciate
3: it. Oh, is
1: this the remix? I think this
3: is
2: dubstep. You know this is going to drop real good. This is going to be sick.
1: Oh, shit, dude. That's actually pretty good. That's actually really good. No, you should play this at your wedding.
0: Yo, what up? (laughs) It's Rabbi Shmuel! I uh, I
3: don't want to. Uh, 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 this concern is like a Beastie Boys song. Yeah, a little I, bit. I'm getting turned over here. I know. <laughs> a little tur- I'm getting turned. I want to. I'm eat
0: getting turned and <laughs> Clem. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> oh
0: my god! This beat is so hot.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were saying that uh, at the end at your wedding ceremony. You know when they crush the glass. They're just going to be crushing up Adderall. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. Yep. DJ <laughs> Wrath of God. Uh, well, I'm glad you're here. We got. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad I'm here too. Uh, it's nice. Uh, we had uh, actually uh, the the impeccable Benjamin Allen Avery just came from the homeland of you know. New York City.
0: That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. You know that mo- majority of the entire Jewish population is in the tri-state area. Is that true? Yeah. What percent? That's well, too there's only bad. there's only. Jews make up a half of percent of the world's population, and I think like upwards of seventy percent of Jews live in that part of the world. You
3: gotta spread them out, man. Spread out, spread the love.
0: We were talking about it because
3: there's there's very few Jews in Texas. There's very few Jews in Fresno, and we were all like bummed out because we're like studying the Old Testament and like you know falling madly in love with the Jewish culture, and then you look around. And it's nothing but white pieces of shit.
0: You were really falling. You were like, wow, I like these people. No, 100%. We've we've told
1: you about this before. If you're raised conservative Christian, you kind of have a, a Jewish envy. Yeah Because they're the chosen people Yeah you're And like, we Ease. have to be
3: adopted Into the kingdom of heaven To whereas you Are just born into it Right As long
0: as your mother's Jewish Is yeah. your mother Jewish Yeah she is Well okay I'm full and okay. full baby right. That's good 100%. I got it on my knuckles
3: <laughs> Tattoo <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah well, uh, Jews are kind of like uh, Those uh, Kind of like getting on All the shows for you guys Yeah That was a bad metaphor. (laughs) That was a bad metaphor. Yes, we want to be the chosen people. You are the booked people. Yeah, we're the
1: the booked people. The original booked people.
3: Jace
0: is very good at taking my mumble jumble and making it a
3: coherent (laughs) sentence. That's the only reason that I can communicate with Ben is because Jace is on the podcast. I'm
1: really the translator. I can speak autistic. I can speak Kevin. I can speak
2: Noah. You can (laughs) speak
3: all the languages. Right. Uh, Ben, tell us a little bit about your trip
2: um well noah i was gonna ask you have, yeah. you have you been to sables sables in long island what what's no sables? no it's in manhattan
0: what is that a, a store it's something? like a
2: donut place it's like only no. jews eat there no never it's been phenomenal is it good it's like my death row last meal as like a white fish tuna spread uh, lobster sables where in new york um It's right between East Seventy First and yeah, give me and Thirty Third yeah. Street, right off of Avenue. Not 3. possible. Now, Bill, let me ask you: Did you get? Did you get a fucking saying, slice? Did I get a damn slice? Did you get a fucking slice while yeah, you were there? I went down to fucking Domino's, <laughs> but I got the nicest little slice. The water there is different, so the Domino's is better. Yeah, now. I mean that's true. Is that, I tr- wonder if the is Domino's true? is actually better. <laughs> I'm there. sure
3: it is. I bet it is, yeah. I mean, because the water's
0: different.
1: Yeah. That's if you're, what I If hear. you're ordering Domino's in New York, what a piece of shit you I know.
0: are. In. Yeah, that's not cool. Even like the dollar pizza places like in New York are better than that, better than Domino's.
3: Yeah.
1: There's a comic. I've, you guys own this, the, this story, but there's a comic who I knew from New York who legitimately, maybe five times a year, will walk up to me and goes, man, I just can't get a good slice out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, are we really doing this? He's like, you ever have that pizza place on 34th and 7th? I was like, what was it called? He's like, Dollar Pizza. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I have. It. He's like, that was a slice. <laughs> we
3: ever go down and uh, what is it called? Little Caesars, man. That, and that was a good slice. And I have one of, that Basically. dude's just
1: from like fucking
2: Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. He, but he's like, no, I'm, I'm a fucking New York. I'm a New Yorker now. Yeah, he's like blonde, 6'5. <laughs> I, I get
0: worried that I am doing that. What do you mean? Because I'm from New Jersey. But oh, like, you're from fucking Hoboken? Yeah, but for, like everybody thinks of me, I think, as like more of like a New York person, but that's uh-huh. just because like I'm the closest thing for most people to being like true East Coast.
1: Right. You're probably the most East Coast person I know. You think so? But not in like, a, not the shitty ways, you know, it's yeah. just like a fun, and also every bit you do, you turn into like an old Jewish guy. I band. know, I do. <laughs> I
0: really, lately I've been hearing it on stage where I'm like, oh boy, I'm real. I mean, I can't help it. I I don't know. I think when I get excited and I truly let my guard down. hmm it, I have been fighting that I have a lot more fun just like doing that. Yeah, it's fun to do voices. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing fun. West
3: Texas voices all yeah. the time. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm doing a voice right now.
3: This is not even how I sound right.
0: <laughs> are you Elizabeth Holmesing this conversation?
3: Yeah, I got I got. It. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to say yes. Jesus Theranos tra- lady. Theranos. Who? Um, see, I'm translating again. Um, Theranos.
1: The lady from that documentary who made that fake medical blood testing device.
0: Oh, did she have a fake accent? She. So she went to Stanford her freshman year. She had a different voice. She came up with this idea that was not real, but she managed to get... A bunch of rich white men interested in her idea, mm-hmm. and give her millions upon yeah. millions of they dollars. They were calling
1: her the female Steve Jobs. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. because and she then, was dying of cancer. Are, wow, Steve Jobs, Stevie Jobs. <laughs> Stevie Stevie Jobs yeah. Stevie a year later, Jobs. <laughs> a year later, she went back to Stanford. Before Stanford, she kind of talked like this. Uh-huh. And then, a year later, after she got all this funding and started her startup, she went back to Stanford to talk. and she was like, "Hi, my name's Elizabeth Holmes. But name's Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> I've invented the best pill. <laughs> I invest. I invented. she
3: literally yeah, she did like a Julia Styles type voice. This is how I talk. Mm-hmm. I am really excited to be on this date with you chase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're it's nice to have a real man. Take me out. <laughs> that is most women I date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you could li- pick me up. You think that's possible. All, all women just want they date you so that you can pick them up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you're a real tall drink of water. I, could you crack my back at the end of this date? Hey, you want to go back to my place? <laughs> I've got a massager, not for sexual reasons. I just got a knot. I think you might be able to work it out. <laughs> Could you use all your weight? That's not that is what it, my dates are like. All right.
1: Yeah, I did date a, <laughs> I sorry. I, I was playing some of
2: Noah's stand up. <laughs> I thought we just yep, yep, we yep, got yep. yep. to plug some of Noah's stand up in the, in the middle of the podcast. <laughs>
0: That's right. I break out to Hava Nagila. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I really do want you to like Jew- Jewish freestyle rap over like Hava Nagila trap remixes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think you could do it, like a ra- do the what? rabbi
0: voice? Uh, I maybe. I want you, wanna, you wanted to give it a shot. I could give it a shot.
2: All right. Okay. Let me let
0: me pull one up. Really putting no one on a spot. I don't here. think it'll be good, but I'll try. <laughs> okay.
2: Let's let's see. Let's see.
0: <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Yes. Oh God. Now this is my shit. Here we go. My name is Rabbi Shmuel. I like to go hang out by a pool. Not on Fridays. That is the Sabbath. On those days, I fuck my wife in a bat egg.
1: That, was, That's pretty thought, yeah. that okay. was pretty good. That was
0: pretty good. It was That's slow enough pre-write? to. Did you pre-write this? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I've been where I've been like, how can I get this rabbi yeah, he's rap? He's looking lip. at
1: his hand. Yeah. A rabbi. You no, know, it's like Jewish eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> my
0: payas. My, <laughs> <or> shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would know what payas is. What is yeah, payas? Yeah. That's like the curls. Oh, from, the curls. Yeah. yeah. The
3: sideburn curls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sideburn curls side coils. So Ben, are you going to tell us about New York or not? I, I keep I asking mean, you and you I keep going pulling up a new remix of <laughs> Hava Nagila. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is like, that your defense mechanism? How, how many, many did did you, Well, that's just my
0: homepage. How many did you load up to, for, for today's uh, podcast? How many songs? Yeah. How, how many Hava, versions of Hava Nagila? Well, it's just I'm going through my bookmark. Ben, now. <laughs> yeah.
1: ben
2: bought a new hard drive.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have a whole computer yeah. full of hop and really has a hard sense. drive for every racial stereotype in existence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thumbing through Yeah, it. like a Rolodex like Jewish Mexican
2: <laughs> dusting it off. It's just like 20,000 hours <laughs> yeah. of, of like cultural stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, New York was, uh, d- dude. I was there. Uh, it was a flash in a pan type of a thing. Is that the phrase, flash in a pan? I didn't sleep not really. at all. No, not not real. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't it. sleep at all. Uh, me and Tim were running around, <laughs> going to Lane Bryant, trying to buy him fucking <laughs> dresses and weird wigs.
3: And what did they? How do they treat you at Lane Bryant? With respect. Wow. That's do what they, is they, Lane Bryant literally King. They literally. Like king. They the literally think, okay. So here's the thing, Jason. Okay. We
2: we went into these places uh-huh. and. Uh, Tim is just like, yeah, I'm looking for like a woman's dress, <laughs> and they're like, oh, sweetie, right over here. Like they're so accommodating, they're so happy to fit Tim. Please in fit no into horizontal strides. I want to look good. Uh, do you mind if I
1: Instagram? I'm doing Tim's voice now. <laughs> I mean, they just think he's like trans or like drag or something. Right, that's what I'm saying. So they're like, for them, that's like somebody put a bomb in the middle of their store. They're like, oh, oh shit. All right, uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's sir, sir, if you could please keep out of the view of the cameras as we show you these dresses. <laughs>
2: I will say I got to stay in like a five million dollar apartment. Uh, our, Epstein's I well, Epstein's is one hundred sixty five million Jesus. and it's right around the corner from where we stayed. Mm-hmm. So we went down with the camera and shot the whole thing in front of Epstein and everyone was filming. People were gathering around. Were there people already Tim was there just, like, flashing his pussy in like this school girl. <laughs> <laughs> <outfit. laughs> uh, 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 were there pe- people? Yeah, were people already there when you showed up CBS Sunday Morning News was there filming a thing. Were they were they um, laughing? Were they like loving it? Yeah, I think they thought it was great. Yeah. They, I mean, people were. I mean, Tim was putting his, like, pussy on the keyhole of the door. Wait, Sunday so morning? The, the, the wood is broke off the door because the FBI raided it and cracked it with a crowbar. Wow. And I figured, like, eventually you know the FBI or someone was going to be like hey you guys can't be doing this but we lasted 20 minutes and then we just got
0: out of there you had enough yeah all you needed oh we got so much footage yeah.
1: I would love if dad was watching CBS Sunday morning and then it's just like a story on Epstein and then it shows you and Tim rubbing your pussies on the door
3: yeah, but Ben's in the corner like looking very seriously at, like a wavelength <laughs> I'm like hmm, very uh, good uh, I'm in a director's chair <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. yeah, got the Ron
1: Howard <laughs> hat on
3: and like the Tim's runs. going hey boys come out and fuck me (laughs) Like, oh, the levels look pretty good. (laughs) Your dad's like, hey, he's a hard worker.
2: Yeah, I guess I finally got my dream job. Yeah, it's just to make uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you honestly this was the job made for you mm-hmm. to like a, a sting operation to catch a pedophile. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the the king of uh, I mean Jeffrey Epstein is the pizza guy.
3: He's the king pedo, which,
2: which everyone has said is a right wing hoax forever. Some would even go as far to say like sex trafficking for the most part is like a right wing hoax. So now and people say saying... we went to the uh, where they keep El Chapo and stuff, and they keep Epstein right. there too. We, we went to, uh, the uh, the uh, w- it's where they keep the people that they don't trust to have in a prison because they'll break out or someone will break them out, really, or they'll flee the country. Like, yeah, they're, they're like there's is no it parole. The, is for that you. Randall's
0: Island? Like, is it in the middle of like the East River? It wasn't
2: Randall's Island. It was like uh, by Chinatown. It's the Whatever facility they keep El Chapo,
3: yeah, and, yeah, I yeah. mean, I can it Is it, it just up a Chinese quick. restaurant?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> they feed him dumplings, so they don't complain. <laughs> he
3: never leaves because the dumplings are so
2: good. Yeah. Um, El Chapo is in da, 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 the U.S.
1: drug. Uh, it's funny that you can Google where is El. Chapo So Jeffrey Epstein's yeah. cell is
2: three doors down from El Chapo. So we were trying to Great see if band. we could see Jeffrey Epstein. That'd be funny if they became friends yeah. from this. I, w- I uh, wonder who else is like in they're hallway. passing each other notes.
0: Hey, I wonder what Halloween night is like there, folks. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> bring the kids by trick or treat. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got to go by El Chapo. He always gives full size butterfingers. Yeah. <laughs> good guy, good guy. Um, full size fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's finger for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right.
2: So, it, Noah, it's uh, ten south. It's the Manhattan Jail. Okay, uh, Metropolitan Correctional Center. It's. I know what it. I got to slice a pizza.
0: <laughs> I know they, they I know. have a great fucking slice. I went to high school right by there at the oh, jail. Really? No, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that New York guy who thinks he's trying to make a connection everything. All oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I my, my great grandfather
1: is from there. Oh he, Yeah, he, no, my uncle's stay in that jail because yeah. he's a rapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I know a guy.
2: No, you know, what's the best part of New York though. You know, it's the best besides the, 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 the slices. Okay, so, of yeah. course. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, forget about that pie, the bagels, the yeah. slices. The best part of New York is those raccoons. The 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 real there's really 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 (laughs) (laughs) okay now okay Kevin
3: (laughs) I'm sorry I'm watching your ass though I'm watching
2: you I I never saw a raccoon in New York they're the in Central Park and they're like 500 pounds jeez somehow like oh yeah because they walk on garbage all the time they walk with their ass up really because their ass is so fat like their ass ticks up oh so they have to
1: like. Like push their ass up so it won't slide across the ground. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Can I just that. say
0: something about New York? Mm-hmm. I, I just went back. <laughs> just I went say, back. Over I love New York. No, no. I went back over July Fourth, and I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like New York anymore. What? Really? Why not? I mean, I love. I, there's things I love about New York, but as far as a place to live, I was like, this place is. It's always smelling. Mm-hmm.
2: I know why you're thinking this, Noah. It's disgusting. I know why you're thinking this. What? Because me and you want to have a family one day. <sighs> yeah. And I went back. And I was like, I really do love New York, yeah. but I couldn't imagine having a family. Yeah like building in- a
0: life here. I, if I went back to the East Coast, I wouldn't go to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I would live in New Jersey. it's there's less people New Jersey City. yeah, sure. Jersey City even the suburbs, like there's less people less people there. Where's there's- your brother live? He lives in Jersey City. Yeah. Like that's where I would live, but it, I was like, you know, we were walking around New York, it, 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 there's so many fucking tourists. It's in the summer it is so unbearably sticky and hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in the winter hot, man. it is so ridiculously cold and you are always smelling trash. Mm-hmm. You will walk on the street and you will walk a block and you will have the worst smells like you've ever smelled. Not just like bad, like you know, what like disgusting. Like is that a dead body? Being fucking chopped up and in a is. deli. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. I slice. Speaking of families, there when I was working at that real estate office, I was showing apartments all day. Yeah, and they were like three bedrooms, so I would I would like talk to mostly new parents. Like it was usually pregnant women. And they would come in, they're like, Yeah, I'm 30 A, we did in vitro like they just give way too much information. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: there was one woman once I was l- pregnant with quadruplets. <laughs> right. We had to abort three of them, because we can't wait raise four kids anymore. Right, because you know, I'm eighty-five, yeah. so it's you know, there's complications. <laughs> um, they're all very old, like way too old
1: to be having kids, really. Um, in my opinion, because wow. you know, I hate women. How Johnny, dare you? Um, apparently
2: after thirty, the fertility problems are like one in three. Marriages. I think
1: that I think that's as exaggerated. I think once you hit like thirty-six and above, that's when it's really like, All right, man, come like you're 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 playing with fire here. Yeah. Um. So we were showing. I get really we're, serious. We're, we're so like yeah. scared. Like yeah, sure. I guess. Right. Um. I was showing nice. an apartment to a, a woman who was pregnant, first kid. She was like 37, and it was three bedroom. And she and I was just talking to her. I was like, so what do you what do you do? She's like, oh, you know, I used to work in film, but my husband, he's like uh, the EP on Blue Bloods. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And wow. she's like, yeah, it's great. You know, he makes a lot of money, and you know, he was supposed to be here today, but we just, you know. I don't really see him anymore, so yeah. Wow. wow. And then, like That's I brutal. swear to God, it almost started breaking down. Uh, <laughs> like, Jesus, well, I
3: was showing her, a like, great apartment. job. She's like, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's great, I guess. If uh, I had that, you
1: don't have a relationship. And then also, the the apartment building was in Battery Park, uh, uh, like right next to Tribeca. So it's like literally maybe a stone's throw, f- our plane's throw from the <laughs> Freedom Tower. Oh, um, oh, and oh, so oh, we would oh, always oh. have to, as a rule, you always had to show them the a terrace. stone's throw <laughs> from the Freedom Tower. <laughs> That's how I try to do
3: 9-11 with it, a rock. Well, a, Jace
1: throws rocks at the Freedom
2: Tower It's a stone's time, throw so if you're <laughs>
3: trying to throw it at a woman, but right. it misses. I
2: would always go up there during my lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I would always do a lunch. During my lunch break, I would go up there, and make a paper airplane, and just throw it at the Freedom
3: Tower.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but as a rule... You, we, put, you put little guys in the... In the Yeah, I put a little Muslim paper man that I made <laughs> in the airplane. <laughs> um Why was it thinking that?
3: Yeah, just uh, non-religious people. Yeah. yeah,
1: non-religious people with weird he- headgear.
2: I was um, thinking like ambiguous non. Like, sure. Yeah. Transgender people race. that I put in the plane. <laughs> yeah, you put you put you put bi- bisexual, pansexual.
3: That's one yeah. of the misconceptions. A lot of I people. I in the
2: You fly in the net
3: A lot of people thought they yelled a la Akbar" as they were flying into the uh, the the what World Trade Center, but they were actually saying "Where's a good bar." <laughs> They there were you just you looking go. for a nice bar, right?
1: So anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is this bit? Yeah. So anyway, I'm trying it's to get out of this. Bed. I love how you started out. Like, no, actually, seriously, this is what Honestly, happened. Right. Yeah, a
3: lot of people. That's the thing that people don't misunderstand <laughs> about Muslims. They're just looking for a good bar.
0: Oh,
2: right, right, right.
3: And people just can't understand their accent. <laughs> okay, yeah. They're party animals.
2: Please, they're party. Literally, animals. back up and <laughs> do <into a, what, laughs> They drive a party bus into the towers.
0: <laughs> oh, they got glow sticks on and shit. Where's <laughs> a good bar? It's just like East Coast guys like, hey, wait, wait what's going on tonight? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I did I not park my car in the right place?
3: Uh, Al-Akbar actually just means where's the ladies at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> All right. continue. It's, it's just the right. Black Hawk Down theme song, but the dubstep remix. Right. Yes. I'm, I'm sure it exists. I, um, well, I have it right here, actually. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, how I feel I'm usually trying to tell stories.
0: What <laughs> the What
3: is this? (laughs) Uh, The Aloe
2: Akbar song MLG remix?
3: I'm skipping. I'm sorry, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a long time for uh, the beat to drop because it takes a while to learn how to fly a plane.
1: dude. I hate this so much.
0: And <laughs> this song is so good. Yeah, I like how
1: before really we good. record this, Ben says we need to be careful because my employers might listen to this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, and
3: then I'm just like, well, just don't say anything. To you. <laughs> you don't want your <laughs> employers
1: just, to hear. <laughs> 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 anyway, to finish the story real quick, please. It
0: better be good. So we would literally it just <laughs> sucks. <it> sucks <laughs> so much. Out. So I would
1: go up there and eat a sandwich. What? Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, By The company rule was you had to show people the terrace because it was such a great terrace. Mm -hmm. It was a real big selling point. So people would always come up, look at the terrace. The Freedom Tower is like right there. So this happened to me maybe eight times a day. They go, oh, man. I guess during that day, you could just see it you know (laughs) i'm like yeah jesus anyway like i said three bedrooms ten thousand a month (laughs) if you guys want to lease we also do owned Um, oh that's fucked up i had to talk to people about 9 11 six times a day seriously that's horrible
3: the fact that they're i I do like the idea like you're like uh, jace did they they buy they want to move in you're like (laughs) no they don't did you show them the terrace You, you show them the terrace, right? Yeah, they talked about nine eleven again. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I also
0: I also like the idea of like... So like how
3: much is this? You're like 3,500.
2: They're like, wow, the, that's how many people died <laughs> in nine eleven. 11
0: I also like the idea of uh, a foreigner trying to rent that place. And they're like, what's that building? <laughs> like they don't know. <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah. all right, well, let me take you back. 1998, George Bush purposely overlooked. <laughs> you know what I found out? Story. Right.
0: My dad worked at Cantor Fitzgerald. What really? is that that's uh, an accounting firm in, in the World Trade Center. Yeah. And well, your he, dad's alive, though, right? He's alive. All right. He's Jewish. He quit. Yeah, yeah he got the phone call, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> he ever, you know, all the Jews got the call. and like, <laughs> make sure you don't go into work today. <laughs> Please go to the temple. <laughs> Uh, and <laughs> you'll be safe. Oh, it's actually Purim. <laughs> we yes. moved
1: Purim to tomorrow. Actually, yeah,
0: tomorrow is a holiday. Purim? What holiday? No. Um schmack schmack. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know what that is, No, yeah, I like love Jim? that Jewish voice. <laughs> right. That's such a funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: Wait, so schmack <laughs> schmack. Schmack schmack? Make sure you go to temple for schmack. 9/11 is <laughs> happening
3: it's tomorrow. It's Yamaka folks. day. Don't
1: go to work. Yes. Yeah, in temple like. So we all know 9/11 is happening today. <laughs> yeah. Blessed oh. it be God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyways wait my dad worked <laughs> keep, keep, keep talking just talk he worked over. at canon fitzgerald uh-huh. and in the in the there you know there were bombings there in the 92 or something yeah
1: like i think like 1991 yeah he left
0: it. before those bombings but he kept in touch with all the people and he said like almost ha- a lot of people in his office died
1: jesus yeah Christ. I, d- I didn't
0: realize that i didn't know that he actually knew people in that office that died he was like he named like 12 people that he was like, yeah, they're all dead. From, oh, man. From wow. Moment. Yeah, that's
3: not that's funny cool. at all.
0: No, I mean, it's not. So what the hell's wrong with you guys? Yeah.
3: Uh, Jace kills a lot of people when he bombs.
0: Do, do you, so you during. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so no, you we during, got him. We got him. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're just going to ask you about 9-11 being yeah. Jewish uh, during <laughs> 9-11. The first time it happened. Yeah. The were, first time it happened. Yeah. You know, because there's nine eleven every year. I'm talking
2: about the, or, the right. original nine yeah. eleven. You know, My before birthday. that we always yeah. Skip In two thousand,
1: you were like, "Hey, it's nine All yeah. right, everybody, it's two thousand one. We're going to have nine eleven this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first nine yeah. eleven. We're not skipping I was, it. I was laughing about a cop just like the day of nine eleven. Be like, ah, I can't believe nine eleven fucking happened.
3: <laughs> like that day, he knows what to call it. I can't remember. Somebody has a bit about that. That I think it's uh, Bruce. Oh, does his he Dad really? comes into the room and is like, "Bruce, they're doing nine Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: That's so
3: funny.
0: So it's no, my brother's it's birthday
1: is it really? Yeah, ah, man, oh, and ludicrous.
0: So really? Yeah, my brother has a bit about like, ah, oh, it sucks to having a birthday on nine eleven, you know, because uh, it's ludicrous's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ari Finling. They call me Ari. You guys can follow right so, at
1: Ari Finling. You yeah. guys, it was like following eight thirty in the morning. You uh-huh. are getting ready for school. You're on the school bus. You just see a plume of smoke. What
0: happens? Um, I, I, honestly, I know we had no idea. Um, I went to school. It was, I think it was even earlier than that. So no, you, it probably was eight thirty. So yeah. I
2: think they hit at eight thirty. Yeah. First one. You're you're with your whole class on the New Jersey Turnpike, listening to the Tony Soprano theme song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just then, the plane. My, so my little buddy little Ricky's
0: device. chopping up a guy in the in the back of the school bus. No, my parents take my parents took me to school. We, we live by it, so they, they took me. And uh, honestly, the day went. Nobody. We didn't know anything. I do remember. How were you? I was in fourth grade. Okay. I didn't. We, I didn't know. What was going on that day? I do remember some things from that day, which is one, I remember our my gym teacher had to leave the classroom because she started hysterically crying. Okay, so they didn't tell you guys it, I, I, it gets fu- it gets fucking crazy. Okay, so that happened. I remember my two best friends got pulled from school, and a couple of other kids were getting pulled from school. Had no idea why they didn't even know why they were getting right. pulled from school. And then they tell us at the end before the end of the day, make sure your parents pick you up from school today they need to the only way you can leave school today is if your parents come to the school okay sign you out because there are (laughs) killer bees outside the school i swear to god they're like they're killer bees or like poisonous bees outside the school Mm -hmm. and we don't want you guys wandering off alone jesus and you know i knew my parents wouldn't i just like you know how you know your parents, like my parents are great, but you know how you know some of their weaknesses? Uh-huh, yeah. Knowing to come pick me up at a certain time was not their strength. Just because like, they stick to a plan and if the plan deviates, they're just like, nobody, right. they- I just knew they wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So I had my friend, Yoav Raphaeli, who what? His Pardon name's me? Yoav. He's an Israeli kid. He actually fought. No, Raphael- he in the- Ravioli no okay. yeah. <laughs> it's Italian George Ra- yeah. Raphaeli. okay Rabbi
2: uh, R D. yeah
0: <laughs> his parents I, I was like can your parents sign me out because he lived around the block for me and I remember and I still have no idea that 9-11 happened right and his mom picked up and she was f- from Israel she had an Israeli accent she didn't speak English well and I remember the way she was describing she was like you guys will not believe today <laughs> these people they fly on top of the World Trade Center and I'm like Oh my god that's so cool these people like it, I thought it was like a feat <laughs> like an aeronautic yeah train, yeah yeah like feat like oh my god the first people to fly on top of the world trade center mm-hmm. was, and I remember coming home to my mom and she was like didn't know that I like cuz I got home early cuz she thought she was going to pick me up and she was like she, she was like, why are you home? And I was like, you're not going to believe it. These people flew on top of the World Trade Center, mom. Like, isn't that?
1: <laughs>
0: and then she's like, no, 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 no. And then she flipped on CNN and we just like watched CNN. Jesus. But I had no idea that whole day.
2: You know what I was doing on 9-11? Yeah. I was in New Jersey uh, spreading a rumor that a bunch of killer bees <laughs> were on the <laughs> You were letting killer bees <laughs> out of cages. A, a Big big black trash bags full of killer bees. Great. What a
0: dumb like <laughs> thing to tell kids. That is really dumb. I don't
3: know why they didn't just say there was, you know, an accident or something. There was a... Like, hey everyone uh, aids has gone airborne
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, we all need to go home right
0: i literally i wish i could have been in that conference room with those teachers being like what should we tell them uh uh how about there are bees outside right.
1: they're,
2: they're, what they're if the, the ones them, that kill you that kind yeah
1: the first not idea is so they're bees. like what if we tell them there's a rapist outside the school who will kill them yeah <laughs> and they're like
0: no let's, not quite let's draw back a little bit all Right. and the weird like sci-fi teacher is just like what if we tell them they're killer bees?
1: <laughs>
3: Finally,
0: my
1: he just wants them to
3: respect bees. Yeah. yeah, dude. I was at Fresno City College when that went down, and so they like wheeled a TV out, and we all watched. Really? Yeah, it was it was nuts. And then I uh,
0: you I, all crack open beers too? Yeah. Oh hell
3: yeah! Fireworks, <laughs> cold uh, as the Rockies. Uh, no, I went I went back home, and I remember I tried to. It was the only time this ever happened. I used to ride my bike everywhere, my mountain bike, and uh, I like was jumping up the curb to get to where my dad's house is. And I fell and I like ate shit. I broke my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> like no shit. And so I was like,
0: I had Did blood. you come on You're like, this is a bullshit day. My fucking
3: helmet broke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally bleeding and I'm sitting on the couch and it's like, it's it's early because, you know, it happened early in New York. It was several hours later. In uh, California, and I was. Can you explain time time change, please? So the Earth is a circle; it's round. Uh, Oh bullshit! Oh fucking shit! uh, No way! uh, Time zones don't make sense. Uh, So I I was sitting on the couch, I'm watching, and I'm like, "Dad, can you believe this is happening?" And my dad was coming home from work, like on his lunch break or something. And I remember he was so annoyed by the fact that he had a job, like his job, and he just was like, "I'm like, Dad, this is crazy." And he just like, "Must be nice to be able to stay home and watch TV all day." <laughs> just like
1: uh, okay. uh well, okay america's under attack yeah
0: he's
3: like i hate this
1: job
0: <laughs> yeah i guess uh, all, all those people uh they don't have to go to work forever lucky <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i remember they just um you know we were in elementary school i was in speech class actually and Did then you have my a speech impediment yeah I, I, I mixed up i couldn't say uh th sounds so i would say like instead of free throw i would say free throw Oh, yeah. like that and so i was taking speech pathology for it and then uh, my teacher came and she's like 9 uh, 11 just a plane just hit the building <laughs> i was like maybe it was an accident she's like i don't know and then we got where the another one hit and then she started crying and then us and all the teachers just watched nine eleven on tv nine and then at like 11? noon they're like do you guys want to go home we we're like yeah sure and then we just went home wow yeah, yeah. i got in my car I drove home you did? I was 11. Yeah. <laughs> Jace was saying Alo Akbar. Mm-hmm. I went and got a stiff drink and went to the titty bar. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, folks, how's it going? Alo Akbar. <laughs> hey. I'll have the usual.
2: <laughs> 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 You've you become.
1: Yeah, that, that I remember my mom point. being very worried. We had a very good Muslim friend at the time, yeah, um, and my mom was very worried about that family just because for them, yeah, just like what would happen.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I I too had a Muslim friends in New Jersey, but not my, after that. <laughs> no, we still continue to be friends with them because uh, they did get serious. shit in the, like the playground. Yeah, they really did. There was a, there was definitely a lot of xenophobia. I remember in New Jersey during that time. Is that the term? Yeah yeah I mean that's just ge- a more general term for hate against all people right oh yeah, I think against I, somebody different oh I thought, Islamophobia yeah yeah I, was specific. About to say. Be, I mean yeah. like be a little
2: specific sorry with the hatred these people are receiving yeah. so you don't undermine because I can't pretend that because I was fucking short in fourth grade I, I went through what a fucking Muslim kid went through <laughs> on 9-11 yeah how dare Jesus you fucking Christ Noah <laughs> <laughs> Sitting over here looking like a fucking idiot because you're using the wrong yeah. terms on my fucking podcast. Go on the way. King.
3: <laughs>
2: Go off. Short you know what? King. You know what? Turn his mic off.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm be, behind the mixer. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm I telling tell you yeah. to turn his mic off. Be- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're trying to like look cool. And you're like, why don't you guys turn the turn his mic off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: You don't know how to do it. I have,
2: We have big scissors on the podcast so we can cut. Yeah. We know his cord. Yeah, like a big ceremony. <laughs> and we have to just go buy new cords <laughs> like we all the time. you <laughs> have to use a scissor? just turn them off? And no. then you,
0: you apologize to me every time. You're like, we're so sorry we did that to you today. And we're yeah. actually out of
2: mic cords.
0: So, uh, <laughs> you can talk into mine if you want.
1: Yeah. We I get do. Your Uber. It would be funny <laughs> if you were still as short as you were in fifth grade. That would be very funny. You know who was also really funny, Like Brandon up? Crick. Yeah,
3: that'd be so funny. His dick's the same size. <laughs>
0: I wish I could have known you in fifth grade. Yeah,
3: I was just uh, uh, just as annoying. I imagine. you. Oh, were really? Yeah.
0: Well, you're much different now. <laughs> Jay's hated your guts, right?
3: Yeah,
1: there was a story one time. I think we still have the video of it somewhere, but Ben literally got. I think, I think that's with all brothers. Yeah, our mom bought an alarm like a toy alarm that would go. Woo. Woo. <laughs> and then so Ben He's 5'1 at the time I'm 6'8 I'm taller than I am now yeah. You were born 6'8 yeah. I literally look like Shaq yeah. I sound like a mutant <laughs> And Ben's like running around Just going Woo, woo, woo I like, swear to God For an <laughs> hour and a half That's And mom right. and dad Just because they have depression or not doing anything They're like well, I don't give a shit They just shit. put earplugs in Yeah, my dad turns his western movie up louder And I eventually got to the point I got so annoyed That I just went And I grabbed the thing from Ben And I just ripped it in half Oh my God <laughs> it it's on video somewhere. I don't know if we could ever find it again.
3: Your dad's watching Western just going, I wish I had a gun. <laughs> Man, I wish I could just walk around with a gun yeah, like I wish my He's whole- picturing
0: your, your and Ben's faces in like the Native American oh, yeah. faces. He's
3: like, I wish my whole
1: family was scouted by Indians and killed. <laughs> He's like, you know what I love about the old West? You only
3: live to 30. That's my favorite part of that. There is genre. something about,
1: I think, having depression that makes you love Westerns. You're just like, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> To feel that way in the old West. Speaking of short people, Brendan Crick did the math on this. Oh yeah, Brendan do, Crick. Do you guys know about Hilarious this? comedian.
2: This is so funny. Yeah. So every inch below average height correlates with eight hundred dollars less per year salary. How he, is that from real? The that is, is that, a, a, that, that is real. I've I've looked at that before. Okay, so the median individual household income. I mean, income that's
0: that's not a lot of money though.
2: Is thirty thousand dollars a year? Average American male height is five foot ten. So if you do, he did all the math here, crunching the numbers, and he. He found out that being five two is a greater economic disadvantage than being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah. people love that. And then he
1: tweeted he tweeted that and it says, like, stay woke, <coughs> short kings.
2: He, he does that bit on stage, it's really funny, but uh, it upsets a lot of people. Oh yeah. It upsets he, a lot of people. Yeah, he's I mean, he's honestly, really short and he's trying to he, stick up for short people and he think there's a lot of heightism. Yeah, he, he honestly might have on. a
1: point because he is like a part of a group that people are totally okay with Shitting on like the Bagel Boss video—that's oh, equivalent yeah. to just like a woman screaming about rape, and people are like this is fucking dumb bitch. Wait,
0: right. how, many, how many? What did it do well? The tweet. I want to know the stats. Twenty retweets, ninety-five faves. That's pretty cool. Pretty good.
1: Pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, That he, is very funny. He tweeted in support
1: of mm-hmm. the Bagel Boss guy. Yeah, it's actually very true. I think like ninety-five percent of CEOs are over six-two. Wow. When only three percent of the population is. Yeah.
2: See. Do you
0: remember being when you were little? How being tall was like it was such like a i remember like really worrying about like i really want to be like five eleven at least no mom i remember like <laughs> remember like crying over it like really getting myself worked up about like what my height would be
1: oh yeah i actually did because i wanted to play in the nba so i could give funny press conferences that was my dream as a kid
0: uh and sh- uh, uh, this is uh Noah <laughs> coming from the uh san antonio reporter um Chase, how did you feel about how the uh, game went tonight? Did did you feel like your height really affected uh, the outcome of this game?
1: Uh, 9-11 was funny. And then that's my funny press. (laughs) That's
3: not funny, though. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Okay.
1: Yeah. But I was always like, I think I hit six, four earlier, early. And then Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be like six, nine, because like six, four is still too short. You wanted
3: your height to be 69. Mm -hmm, That's right. (laughs) That's exactly right. I was 10 and I didn't know anything about sex. I, I shot up in height really fast. So I was like the tallest kid in fourth grade, fifth grade. And uh, I, uh, so people would be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's gonna be good at basketball." Yeah, and then they didn't realize I didn't have hands. Uh, yeah. Basically, you actually Kevin, had no Kevin was hands. born without hands. Yeah, basically, dude, I was the worst on the team, but I was just lumbering ogre on the court just like you You know how people don't bend their elbows when they dribble if yeah. they're bad that's me that was me the whole time the so bruce do,
0: springsteen glory day song is played on your like <laughs> mixtape <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's just me not moving and being <laughs> taller people, right having no hands. yeah it just lasted for like the five minutes before the game started and i got picked i'm like hell yeah i'll show these guys how shitty i am at sports a
0: lot of those people luckily i think it worked out for you but i feel like a lot of those kids that i went to high school with that were really tall when we were in like fourth or fifth grade they ended up like becoming just like huge burnouts and i feel like they their life like was almost ruined just from being tall early they were tall the coaches loved them they never were pushed to be yeah, yeah challenged yeah. and then they just kind of flamed out well they played
2: on easy mode all through middle school yeah yeah
1: you know yeah. yeah, we had a term for that. It was middle school heroes. Yeah, it was kids who hit puberty early. And this term actually was for Mexican people because uh-huh. I don't know if it's just tag- <laughs> I swear to God, it was a thing in Texas they just mm-hmm. hit puberty like two years before every white kid mm-hmm. yeah and so they would just like they would rape the sh- like I remember there's a kid <laughs> all right well they're not all rapists. <laughs> no, no no they weren't actually raping
0: they were assaulting uh,
3: well, okay so you're using rape as a term
1: for on the being football field good at, at a sport seventh grade I was the biggest <laughs> yeah. seventh grade there was a an- way to clarify Kevin. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, uh, uh, listeners uh, Jace is actually referring to rape uh, in the verbiage <laughs> sometimes uh,
1: rape can be
2: a good term right Especially doing you- the thumbs up over a taco bowl <laughs> Like <laughs>
3: Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, proving Garo, all the Mexican racist. kids would well, there was, people at football. Yeah, exactly. I, was, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Well, that's, uh, I, that's why I say that. I was in hits. seventh
1: grade. There was an eighth grade kid who I swear to God literally could bench press like 280 Jesus. in eighth grade. And we, I'd scrimmage against him, and it was like he would literally like pick me up and like throw me into the ground, Jesus. and the coaches would yell at me. And
3: I'd be crying. He was like fourteen. He looked like the guy from Machete, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I love the guy. He was like
1: shaving with a big blade. <laughs> and then a year later, I was literally like four inches taller than him, and just like uh, then I raped even? him. So
0: did you get even? Metaphorically,
3: yeah, metaphorically. Okay, I got thanks. Even. Good.
0: Did you get like when you grew into <laughs> your height? Uh huh. Did you like? try to get even with people like I
1: legitimately there was a year in eighth grade where I was just huge like I was like I was six four in eighth grade and we would scrimmage and I literally just would I lit one time I picked the quarterback up I was playing defense and it was a practice the quarterback (laughs) went to fake I jumped and then he tried to run past me I grabbed him and then picked him over my head and then threw him, him, threw him into a bunch of rocks near the <laughs> field. Jesus! And it was clearly like I was just like not. I didn't. I had a clear emotional issues. I didn't know how to deal uh, with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember one time I got in real trouble because I got so enraged. There was like a dog pile, and I just went like a, a, a N- 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 and Sue, and I just like tackled the dog pile. You just jumped on it. I or? just jumped on it. Like clearly, just like I was like seeing red, and the coach like grabbed my face mask and yelled at me, and I started crying and Most of my life has just been me crying. You jumping a- on. P- coach Dog thinking buying.
0: like i know how to handle this kid i'll just gr- rip his face off yeah. and just start yelling at him yeah, kid, that's what he needs a kid yeah. clearly
1: going yeah. through yeah. something the kid, uh, a kid
0: really trying to murder someone on the football field <laughs> i will just rip their face you fucking idiot what are you doing <laughs> that's how i'll handle this kid mm-hmm. He's that's just right. the water boy dude it is <laughs> yeah, so it pretty funny. much was the water yeah, boy. Yeah. it is so funny to see like high school coaches like So out of their element, like not understanding how they're supposed to like deal with the kid. Yeah. Like 14 year olds. Like, yeah. Like my my dad was a coach and my dad did have a good understanding of like every kid needs a, it needs to be coached differently. Like some people need to be yelled at. Some people don't, whatever it was. But outside of that, so many coaches in my town were just like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) What are you fucking idiot? You know, just like.
1: Yeah. And as a kid, you have no idea. In your head, like, oh, this is not cool. This yeah. is a 45 year old loser yeah. just yelling at children. Yeah, well, but- I was aware it was not cool. You are, I was I- like, who cares about
2: anything? And then they're
0: screaming their head off. I'm like, this is a piece of shit. One of our coaches used to bike to practice because he got a DUI, <laughs> so he couldn't drive. And <laughs> then he yeah. would come in and tell us, I mean, nice guy. Did he still guy, drink?
2: But- did he st- did he- would he go through the drive through liquor stores on his bicycle? Because a lot of those guys do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about it's that. a good bit.
0: That is hilarious, though.
2: <laughs> that's an Abilene, Texas thing.
0: But it'd be mm-hmm. funny to hear him, like, preach ethics and morals to us, and be like, and that after I graduated, I learned that that's why he would always bike to practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there was one coach who, uh, his name was Coach uh, Rourke. He was, like, six seven. And he was just like he's so ugly. He had a little tiny pedophile mustache, and he was the line coach. <laughs> it was kind of a I like mustache. a hot. It coach. was almost a Hitler mustache. Yeah. I swear to God. But he was redheaded. He was redheaded, six seven, just a freak of a man. But he and- wasn't good looking. No. Oh, no, 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 no,
3: um, no. It was one of those good-looking Hitler mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that.
1: And he would always go, he'd go, Avery, if you tackle your head down one more time, I'm not going to visit you in the hospital when you got a tube up your pecker. <laughs> that was his go-to line. He goes, you tackle your head, you go get that tube up your pecker. I guess you boys want tubes up your peckers, And we're like, why are you talking about our dick so <laughs> Wait, much? Is that a we're thing? Kids. Is that what
0: they do? I guess if you're in the he's hospital. Li- he's like
1: saying, like, you get paralyzed and they put a tube up your yeah. dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Catheter. And then I quit football freshman year and he he never talked to me again. Literally there was times when we would be walking down an empty hallway and he would stare straight ahead. I'm fifteen. He's a six-seven, forty-five-year-old. Yeah. yeah,
2: he wouldn't make eye contact with you because you had a giant tube up your back.
3: <laughs> down the I'm like, look at it, look <laughs> at it. <laughs> I
2: like, sure, I guess you just really wanted a tube. Up back. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "I told you." <laughs> he thinks if anyone that goes to the hospital just gets a tube in their yeah. oh, in their penis, yeah. it's clearly, just a tube
1: going to nothing <laughs> yeah. for no reason. He clearly just is afraid of being gay. <laughs> He's like, like I don't want he,
0: anything near my dick except a right. vagina. Because he
1: wouldn't be like, he wouldn't even go, he wouldn't go, if you tackle with your head down, you're going to get paralyzed and be in a wheelchair the rest of your life. He's like, nope, you'll get a tube in your pecker one time. <laughs> yeah,
3: go straight to the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was in a band a lot. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Mr. Kasparian used to scream at us. Like, you know, that's a scene from Whiplash where they throw, a, he throws a symbol. Not yeah. my tempo. Uh yeah, it, dude that, that shit was real. Did he throw a,
1: a tambourine? He?
3: No, but he used to throw other things. Yeah, he, he threw a chair. I've seen him throw a chair. He threw a, a music stand. There was a lot of throwing. My my marching band uh, instructor used to throw coffee cups all the time. <laughs> who was the straightest gay? The gayest straight man I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just was very effeminate. But uh, <clears throat> when he uh, his first teaching job, he was on a scissor lift and like conducting from the top of a scissor lift over right. a, a football field like for the halftime show and fell off got a compound fracture in his arm that went through his stomach uh, jesus yeah christ. so he had this wait m- it went through his stomach what yes. do you mean the bone? i mean the bone went through his stomach and uh, like cut him
1: jesus christ so he had this That's gnarly so
3: scar and he used to walk just like real like just stereotypically <laughs> Like, limp did, you right. know, uh, and uh, and then I just remember him yelling at, at the saxophone line one time and, like, throwing his coffee cup at, like, a $3,000 saxophone. <laughs> it's like, Justin, stop fucking around. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> it's 7 a.m it's all foggy like nobody wants to be there Mm -hmm. he throws a will and grace coffee cup at (laughs) (laughs) but yeah then he ended up marrying one of the uh one of the kids now we're talking and uh yeah kevin how about
2: how about uh is my mic too low am i good
3: uh yeah you're fine i just i had to turn it down a little bit because you were peaking
2: okay i'll turn my mic down
3: Um, i'll turn mine up then yeah turn it up (laughs) hey how
2: about whiplash but he's trying to teach miles teller how to fuck his wife good Okay, um, so not like, my tempo. Uh, he's like, uh, not my tempo. Come on. All right, let's start at one, two, three, three, four. <laughs> yeah. He's just holding just his uh, 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 cuck uh, just back, His back's giving out. There's <laughs> just a giant orchestra on right. stage, and he's fucking JK Simmons' wife. You're not
3: dumb until you make her come. <laughs> <laughs> she's You're like, it's dumb. fine, JK. Right. It's fine. Yeah, just she's <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> God damn
0: it, Kevin. The character's name isn't JK. That's how I refer to all people in movies. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, Jack. Oh yeah, Leonardo. Capro and Titanic. Yeah,
2: Leo. <laughs> I'm Gay Simmons. <laughs> well, okay. What? Instead of J.K. because it rhymes. It rhymes. It does. Well, you're not gay if you want someone to fuck your wife. You're just really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. A whole ass shit. You're
3: just really cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. Um. Sorry, I yeah. derailed everyone with that. No, that's fine.
3: Thing. No, I derailed everybody by talking about ban because you guys are all. <laughs> I was banned, president. <laughs> I was fucking banned, President. Were you, you really banned, asshole? Yeah, and
2: I was first chair trumpet. I was band president, and my girlfriend was vice president of the band. Do
3: you think you were so good because your mouthpiece looked like a dick?
2: You fucking take that back. <laughs>
3: right.
2: Hold on, let me see the timestamp. Yeah, I'm the... editing that the fuck out. That is not staying in the podcast. Ben just okay. has the fuck
1: you, the Kevin. greatest blowing power I've ever seen <laughs> on a child. <laughs>
3: it's like his lips were I made to love blow. The trumpet, mom. <laughs> I love it.
1: I'm just sucking my own dick right. in <laughs> band practice. Right. You're, you're shoving your first... the trumpet up your ass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you give your first blow job, but you just push the guy's dick into your lips you you <laughs> <laughs> It's like, like I don't understand why I'm, this doesn't feel good.
2: I'm first chair just because the chair went up my ass. And no
3: <laughs> <do it. laughs> They're like, uh, you're like, I better stay good. I can't leave this chair. I shove it up my ass. It's like the kid with the boner who has to go in the front of the class, but you actually have it in your ass.
0: <laughs> like I can't
3: get up. <laughs> I like that. I
2: always thought the funniest bit, if someone could do it, is somehow when you're doing stand up, if you could sit on the stool like you're like you're you know like Chappelle or something and then slowly throughout your set the stool goes further and further up your ass. So you just slide further and
1: further down. the Wait, side. I literally what? have seen a magician who has that bit. I swear no. to God. It's a bit where he has a stool. <laughs> Damn on. It. Does he flip it? up? Uh, no, no, no. He has a stool. Gaper uh, the magician. <laughs> It's it's the the great am- gape! Right, <laughs> he can shove anything up his ass
3: alive and pull it back out again, and it's in. <laughs> and his chin. He just—he has a volunteer on stage. He's bending over with his gaping asshole, like tap the rim with the magic wand, and a bunny will appear. <laughs> just like he's shitting a bunny out. Yeah, it just crushed to death. Ta da!
1: pulling a bunch of dicks tied together
3: out of his <laughs> <Yes>. ass. Yeah, he saw his.
1: Saws his dick in half and then sucks it. Uh, <laughs> a dove flies out of
2: his dove ass. the podcast of all do- time. A, a dove flies out of his ass, but the
1: dove has the biggest dick
2: you've ever
3: seen. <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> a dove with a huge dick. Someone, someone seen oh, that? A like a grown man's dick <laughs> no, and balls on a small yeah. bird. <laughs> it's a
3: symbol of freedom, son. You respect it.
0: I know. Actually, no. That's what Noah saw when he came out on the ark. It was like, wow, look at the hog on that bird.
3: And Noah, <laughs> I guess we will be okay. He released the dove, and the dove came back with a huge cock in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And he knew that there was dry land. Oh, God.
1: The middle image of a dove with a dick and balls <laughs> like a man's dick and balls. Like, he yeah. <laughs> can't even fly.
3: It's pink. It's
1: pink. He can't even fly
3: because the dicks too. heavy. <laughs> There's a little bit of pre cum on the tip. All right. Now that's inappropriate. What? No, that's
0: inappropriate. Do you, know how that's, so, you know how you catch those birds, right? <laughs> Uh, with your hand you grab you can't them. do a physical uh, uh, bit i know huh? i'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway the magician the magician audio podcast bi- i'm a fucking idiot
1: the magician's bit Stop was he it. would stand on one of those stools that like the metal stools where it's four legs that go into one base and that goes mm-hmm. into the cushion mm-hmm, uh-huh. and his bit was he'd stand on it the stool would clearly like collapse like the cushion would drop down like five inches while he was on it. he goes what the fuck And then he stands up and the rod has just gone through the cushion. So it looks like the stool just fucked him in the ass. and Everybody starts laughing. He's
0: like, like,
3: what the fuck? Is this? Did you you do magic, Ben, for a while? That does not seem like a bit for like a regular audience. Mm -hmm. Like that's
1: the great Pepe.
2: (laughs) The great Pepe. (laughs) Uh, Could you guys think of like a really cool magic trick
3: that you'd like to do?
0: Like a um, badass one, no one's. Ever yeah, turned. I like to saw my girlfriend's head off. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'd like to get my <laughs> wife to like me again. That'd be a real trick.
1: Hey, I'm a divorce <laughs> attorney, not a magician. All right. <laughs> yeah. Close hand magic would be pretty cool, like at parties. You know, what what kind of magic? Close hand magic. Oh, you like mean like the tricks? quarter? Yeah, like quarters. Quarter up the nose. The quarter across the fingers always seemed like it would be cool.
0: Have you guys been to the yeah. Magic Castle? No, no. Yeah, I have.
2: It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I drink like seven White Russians there.
0: Oh, damn. You must have been fucked up.
2: <laughs> I was I, just, I can't imagine. I was ben. double fisting white Russians and looking for Neil Patrick Harris who I, I heard I, hangs out there all the time. Dude, I'm like, hey, you're that fucking gay guy from that show.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, Jesus.
3: <laughs> what? Dude, I love the idea of you being seven white Russians deep. Just flushing a toilet <laughs> thinking it's a magic trick. <laughs>
1: The water disappears. Right. Yeah, they validate your parking ticket because you're about to drunk drive home, and (laughs) you're like, "Wow."
3: Yeah, dude. Bruce got to go uh, to the Magic Castle to see Jay Leno. He got he got uh, backstage passes. Is that the
1: Magic Castle or the Magic? uh, Yeah, that's a different club. Different club. That's a comedy and magic club.
3: Comedy and magic club. great
1: club. I work it all the time.
2: Yeah. Let me
3: just go and unplug this mic real quick. I actually don't work it anymore because the crowds are too small for me. So yeah, I actually don't work it
2: anymore because I quit comedy.
3: (laughs) I had to stop working there because they only let you do two hours. Yep. Two can't, hours. Can't get enough. Sounds like my first husband. <sighs> Nobody say anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but our friend <laughs> our friend Bruce did get to hang out with Jay
0: Leno oh, the cool. other day. Yeah. I yeah. saw him at Magianos once. Oh really? Yeah. Did you go my, talk to him? Uh no, my friend's mom did though. <laughs> She was like Hi Jay uh, I'm such a big fan Yeah it's great Good to meet Did you
1: Did she do the thing Where she's like This is Noah He's a comedian You'll love him I type hate no, I, I immediately walked away yeah. When she walked over My mom visited two weeks ago And she like begged To let, let her buy me new shoes So we went to the shoe store And she does this every time We go clothes shopping She literally walks up To the salesman and she goes um, We need shoes for my son Jace He's at 29 uh, He works in sales He sells alarms And he also does comedy i'm like this does not matter
3: (laughs) she has an accent like
1: that
0: yeah that's my mom how come you didn't tell me your mom was here hmm i would (laughs) have wanted i would have wanted i knew you were gonna fuck her
3: I tried to meet his mom, but I just uh, met his dad. Hey guys, I'm Jason's dad. <laughs> <laughs> What's no. Up, guys? No, you would introduce you uh, introduce as your first and last name. Jim Avery. Hey Jim Avery, good to meet you. Nice to meet you here. Jim Avery. Yeah, Kevin. I'm Valerie Avery. Kevin met our dad, and he was like, Jim Avery, nice to meet you. And I was like, I'm Kevin James Tinkin. <laughs> good to meet you.
0: Is your middle name James?
3: Yeah. No. It really is? Shut the fuck up. I can't help it. I uh there is was, it was actually really? Yeah, and there was a kid in my class, my Wait, graduating your name is class. Kevin James? Kevin James Tinkin, yeah.
2: Like the <laughs> like the like the big fat gay guy from Kings of Queens? Uh yeah. of
0: Queens and let me just say that was a great show.
2: Yeah. yeah, good show. Sure. You know he was in the closet that whole show. No. That was the season's fi- that was the series finale. You are thinking he's of, the series finale he sucked off Arthur in the basement. You <laughs> think Dad? Arthur Stiller. His dad? Or Jerry Stiller, what's his name? Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he sucked off Jerry's. He su- He's like, character. oh boy, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello? what can
0: Brown do for you? <laughs> that was his dad. He worked for show.
3: UPS in the show. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I pitched that a bit when I was bit. in the room. Really? <laughs> Did you? I was like, okay, what if Kevin James, the character, um, sucks off his dad? T- <laughs> and they were like, Kevin James.
2: Dude, what, what, that is so funny, like a family sitcom and then just the series finale after like 14 seasons is he just blows his own dad yeah. in oh, the yeah. basement of his house <laughs> and, and, then and then his kills marriage himself. unravels. Yeah. But he, it goes to, oh, you know, he kills he himself in
3: one of the kids and Why? Yeah. wife.
1: Jerry Stiller gets blown with a gun to Kevin James' head and that's the series finale finale it would be funny if it,
3: <laughs> the show was like this show's problematic i mean it's just a bunch of straight white dudes we need some diversity in this writing room so then they hire a gay guy and every pitch is like okay what if he's gay <laughs> what if he's gay what if like, he sucks off his dad <laughs> they're like no this is not good okay think sanford and son but they fuck each
2: other okay sanford and right. suck
1: we
3: <laughs> need to move off off yeah. of this what my what? middle name is james because my father's name was also jim okay uh, James Robert Jim James, James. Uh, Jim <laughs> James, Jimmy <laughs> James Jimmy James Jimmy uh, James by the way every time you go to a novelty shop and they have those things with the names on the keychains uh-huh. just look at them and combine the names it's one of the funniest things ever like we, uh, me and Bruce were uh, we were looking at one of them was just like Dennis Daryl <laughs> Like, hey, Dennis, Daryl, get it! You go get on the ride on and, and mow that lawn. Dennis,
2: Darrell, where's my fuzzy dice? <laughs> you take the fuzzy dice out of my Impala, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you left the shitty fuzzy dice. I want the good fuzzy <laughs> dice. God damn it! I'm playing video poker. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, my- where's my XL? Quitty bird shirt that i <laughs> smoke crystal method god damn it yeah my grandfather is robert
3: henry my great-grandfather was Henry. robert Hen- henry yeah i don't know what my grandfather's great grandfather's name. my dad is james robert it's my so name funny is kevin how james. different my
1: family's names are what are your family's names
2: no mm- keep going my feels- son's
3: name is will kevin my which I hate
2: yours yours <laughs> y- yours know as Huey
1: Louie and Dewey
2: yeah Huey Lewis and the Newies
3: <laughs> <laughs> Huey Lewis and the News Finling
1: all right suck well H- Huey Lewis and the Jews of <laughs> oh. yeah. Huey, Lewis. Oh.
0: Huey Lewis and the Jews <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want a new drug one that won't have a lot of side effects <laughs> <laughs> I, I want
2: a new drug one that's a cheap copay <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Noah's walking out of the podcast. Uh,
3: (laughs) Huey Lewis and the
1: Jews. No, what are your family's names?
0: What what, my ancestors? Yeah. Um we have Moses. (laughs) Abraham Elijah. Isaac. Well we do okay, on my dad's side it's it's Michael. Okay. Max Moses. Mm -hmm. Is Um, it really? Yeah, Moshe. Okay. Um, you just say Moses, I guess. Hey, and then <laughs> I, Isaac, mm-hmm. and then Moses. Uh huh.
3: That's Up, all I. Know. Above that, yeah, yeah. Hey,
0: no, I That's do like have my a question. great 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 grandfather. So,
2: like in Christianity, a lot of people name their kids like Jesus or Jesus. Um, Jews don't name their kids like Yahweh or anything like that, well, right? Or Yahweh Jehovah. would be the no. worst. No, yeah,
1: no, it's a very sacred word. In yeah, Judaism. you can't yeah. say that. Yeah. You can't say God. They didn't even in uh, ancient or, Jewish texts right. they didn't even spell How do you Yahweh. Not? They
2: would take the context So if they out. recognize yeah. Jesus as a prophet, as a as a great man, they don't recognize him as the Messiah. But the Jews, no, but no Jews don't. Na- Jews don't
0: recognize Jesus as the Messiah. As yeah, the, as
2: I, a, I didn't a, say they recognize him as a Messiah. You
1: said as a, a. In fact, Jesus's name wasn't Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Bar Joseph because his dad was Joseph. I'm not kidding. Bar? No, no Bar Joseph, which means oh, son of. Bart. No, it was son <laughs> ben, of Joseph. Ben,
2: Ben, Jesus was up on the cross and he said, Jesus "Eat ben my Joseph. shorts."
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus Bart Joseph. Yeah, he skated off the cross. <laughs> he kick yeah. uh, off and then the he cross. prank called a uh, nun. <laughs> he
3: they were like, he uh, did
2: a 900 and the, grinded on the, the cross. The Jews <laughs> are
3: yelling, crucify him. <laughs> he goes, Don't have a cow, man.
1: <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. Yeah. I do like Jesus uh skateboarding a little tiny cross with wheels <laughs> on it. That's a fun <laughs>
2: bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but jesus isn't a name that you can name your kid in jews judaism no
0: you know i don't know why i feel like <laughs> it could be but no one w- would do that i it thought was, you were gonna but say I, I don't know, know why, why they it would, would be a weird move I well because
2: joseph is G- jesus is a papa yeah and they named their kids joseph
3: well jesus was probably a popular yeah, name also at the time. i know a
0: jewish boy named hitler so it's like why don't
3: <laughs> why don't they just yeah. do it hitler bar joseph yeah but
0: they didn't think jesus was a
3: bad
2: guy the way they thought hitler was a bad guy no they didn't think jesus was which a bad i agree still, with they, they just he,
1: disagreed
0: with him yeah they still think he is with a hitler? prophet
1: just not the uh, no they don't think he's a prophet <laughs> they don't even think he's a prophet
0: <laughs> from my understanding so he's they think just he, just he a was a
1: false messiah he's just a guy okay
0: he's just a guy that lived what did he live in jerusalem or nazareth
1: yeah uh, jesus and nazareth
0: so
2: they yeah. jews just think Corners jesus was just a fucking guy just a Jewish walking on water, feeding the poor, yeah. dying for <laughs> our sins. But to you guys, he's just some fucking dude named Jesus. Yeah, just Jesus is like random
0: dude. Jesus is like, what do I got to do for these people to? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he like, just, I'll offer you a discount. Yeah. They're like, he is the Messiah. Yeah, they're like, oh. <laughs> he's like, look, I'll give you an interest rate at three like, percent.
3: <laughs> okay, that is All something right. that I think is there was missed. only
1: there was only two
3: percent interest, and Jesus gave us five thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> people miss that that Jesus was Jewish. He's never portrayed. Eight is Jewish uh, And I don't like that. I, I told the uh,
2: I told uh Kevin is right about that. I, I told yeah, Noah that, is, uh, that his dad taught him I how mean, to dunk. Come
3: on, you guys bring some more fish. Jesus <laughs> me. Get both the fish. All
2: right, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was telling Noah once I don't know if you remember this, but I said uh, I said uh, that your dad taught you how to dunk by putting pennies on top
3: of the rim. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, so yeah, you I jump didn't. up. I'm and, so <laughs> and sorry. And Noah. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is this. not the come on. That's of funny. That, that is funny. funny. <laughs> you know, Noah's our friend. Ben, and I don't think you're making him feel okay. Very okay. Comfortable. Nick, that's very funny.
0: A
2: twenty dollar bill on top of the you're rim. such a nice okay, guy. There <laughs> okay, that's
3: that's
0: funny, dude. I'm just going to continue to. Yeah,
3: and he's facing away from us now. He's come on now. Go after me for being a Christian.
0: I, there really is nothing to go after come, come a, on rip me apart yeah, make, yeah. make fun of me for being a mayo ass you fucking straight white male cisgender fuck piece of garbage there we go yeah.
1: mm-hmm. there was if you look back <laughs> the magic at that,
3: word of the podcast if you look back
1: at the times there were like three thousand different people calling themselves the messiah that's so the time of jesus yeah yeah absolutely Where jesus was just the one
0: who stuck Council um,
1: Gallagher uh,
0: Gallagher Christ. <laughs> uh, had Christ. I love yeah. the comedy scene to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, like oh. open makers would be like, well, what you don't know about me is that I am the Messiah. I'm, Honestly, the chosen one. I'm surprised I haven't seen a crazy yeah. person. I yet have yet. seen
2: that Jesus Christ guy that you saying out the comedy store who has de- is dead now, right? The West Hollywood. Has Jesus. he come back?
1: <laughs> Very
3: good. Very good. Chase. <laughs> who um, Steve ran is easy. <laughs> he claims to be the Messiah. Very right? Good,
2: Noah. I saw him at it. Uh, we were in the back of the comedy store. He was sitting next to me and he spilt an entire glass of red wine on his white cloak. Which oh, is wow. Just, That's just the irony. It
0: you know? would have been awesome hilarious. if he was like, he was like trying to make it go away with his hands. Yeah. He turned it to water. Yeah. Yeah. So no stain. He, he, this yeah, is yep. my blood.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: spilled yeah. No one actually. So he yeah. was literally, so so I, I, never, I never saw him. He was just a guy who dressed like Jesus and would go up, on shows.
2: No, he didn't do be, stand-up. I never
3: saw him do stand-up. Oh, I he thought he, just was hang out?
2: he was like, out. He was always hanging out with like uh, Don Barris and Brody Stevens and all those guys. Right. You know,
3: that's the mystery of Mystery Dan is he's actually the messiah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought the mystery was just his gender.
3: It, well, mm-hmm. the mystery is, is how his hair hasn't just like fallen away like pieces of ash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you just blow on it. We're just, just talking like, about
1: crazy open micers
2: yeah, right now. This
3: guy, Mystery Dan, he's 100 years old.
2: Everyone thought he was dead for like a whole month. Yeah, everyone was memorializing him and they made a mystery dan opa mic, and then he just like showed up
3: his skin looks like a a fruit roll-up that was unpeeled and left in the sun for three years Mm -hmm. and uh okay fine i'm not gonna say anything on this podcast (laughs) i'm gonna fucking kill everyone and then myself no you know what i'll just kill myself you know what i'm gonna make a uh, uh i don't know i'm not gonna do anything (laughs) No, I'm going to cry. I'm going to pour water all over the soundboard.
2: Um, I have an idea for a bit. Yeah. Okay, Okay, Jace. How about I'm trying to get my cousin into basketball, but he's like autistic. So I convinced him that uh, Pistol Pete Maravich was a school shooter.
1: Okay. All right. I have another bit. I thought about this the other day, literally making fun of our podcast, but it's Rachel Ray (laughs) Dolezal. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> what,
0: she's pretending it, to be a it, good cook? Keep, keep yeah, going? she's
1: just pretending to make, you know, like macaroni and collard greens and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, like, some mayo ass lady, you know?
3: She's just
1: mayo ass lady. She's wearing like the handkerchief tied backwards. Everybody's like, what? Why did they put this on the food network? <laughs> Not tied forwards.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's the whole bit, folks. I like uh, that. Mm-hmm. Where are we at time wise? How about Rachel Maddow? I've
2: I've stuff.
3: had a psychological break. I need to know where we're at time wise. Um,
2: we are at an hour, and one minute, and eleven seconds. Really?
3: That's great. Okay. Do no, like to, to change the subject completely. Yeah. What are you working on right now? What's going on? What's going on in the the world of Noah Fenling?
0: Uh, I'm not. No, nothing. You're working on some. No, stuff? no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm working on. A, I'm working on a show. Um, yeah no
1: it's a writer's assistant now
0: yeah i'm on a show i'm not gonna say what it is on the f- pod it's Infowars. but it is <laughs> but it is a show that is very informative right okay to the people you're at Infowars. you're like it feels like a bit of a hat on a hat yeah uh, <laughs> yeah uh but i'm uh i'm doing stand-up a lot lately i've been getting booked and i've been writing a lot of i'm writing a Two features oh really and i'm writing i'm have another pilot that i'm working on i'm trying to find the third thing i want to write i like to write three things at once yeah. um like and kinda, the, like like the father the son and the holy spirit that's right yeah mm-hmm. um so two features one with my brother one with my girlfriend and and then yeah i'm I, I have a pilot i have a space for a pilot i'm not sure which idea of mine that i want to write yet yeah um, I do love
3: that uh, you don't want to say where you work on this podcast. No. And like beforehand, I was talking to the guys. I'm like, hey, can we uh, make sure we promote this so people like listen to it? And everybody's like, whoa, I don't want anyone to know I'm on it. I know. I <laughs> will. I don't want anybody to know. I will promote
0: it. I will absolutely promote this. Uh, well, I appreciate it. And I'll it. send it to all my coworkers too. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 hey yeah, Noah, sure.
2: let's, uh, let's, we can help you name your features. Just tell us like the general plot, like not the whole plot, but just like uh, one sentence of what it's about and we'll help you name it.
0: Okay. Uh, there. Look, I'm a little. I like rom-coms. I'm sorry. Really? Fans, I'm not a hardcore. Like I, Fifty First Dates rom coms Yeah, I like that kind yeah. of. Yeah. A stuff. lot of good rom-coms. I like writing that kind of stuff. Uh, just because I think I I know the formula, and I yeah. think I'm and it's, funny, so I can make them funny. And I think
1: it really is actually a challenge to write something like that genre and make it really really good. Yeah. You
0: know? Totally. So w- the one thing I'm writing is about a a couple that takes a trip to paris and has to stay with uh their their um family and i got it ruined. midnight in paris there yeah.
1: you go oh no no no! meet the parents
2: yeah there you go <laughs> meet the parents. it is a
0: lot like meet the parents
2: do you just call it meet the paris yeah yeah meet the Parents. that's what i said yeah. there you go i like kevin's more than
0: jason's i honestly guys <laughs> I, can i get some better names because these are yeah okay so you they swing go to, for the fences here what do they they go to paris uh to and they They're, they stay with family and, that they've never met and the trip and they that family like ruins the trip for them okay they're trying to okay. have a romantic sexy vacation and they're staying at this house okay this family European to, uh, vacation far. there you go <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's i like good. that a lot i'm thinking what could you call that what's the french word for family um oh, let me look it up right now it's called alone time alone time yeah okay because like they really want to have alone time and like fuck each other and stuff and do romantic stuff but they can't
3: how about uh betrothed with b.o
1: vacation word in french is la vacances. oh well, we didn't say vacation
3: we said family
1: yeah what's the word for family in french ben god damn it ben
3: jesus christ come on red band get on it
0: la belle uh, la familia familia la famille, yeah is familia. not a bad title yeah that's not bad i think there's a name la family that's actually terrible and uh no so so i'm working on uh, those two
3: how's it ruined how's the how's the uh the trip ruined
0: um well we think we're gonna stay in this like really nice apartment and this is based on a true story and it was like a not yeah it was like a shithole yeah and uh it was so small like we all four of us could barely fit in this apartment altogether. And she they kept wanting to take us to, like, the Holocaust Museum and, like, the oldest temple in Paris. And we were like, no, we want to go yeah, to, like... romantic stuff. Yeah, we want to do, like, hot romantic stuff. Um, in the movie, like... You guys they, are just
2: making out at the Holocaust Museum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: in the movie, we, like, uh, we have, like, a beat where, like, we're thinking we're going to get away from them for the day. And, they, and then, like, a relative dies and they make us go to a funeral with them. And it's like very. Did that actually song. happen? No. Okay. Um, you could call it stereotypical French vacation. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could call it a, a bad idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a, a, yeah, a bad idea of the movie.
2: Um, hey Noah, stick with it. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah, I will. stick with
3: it. Don't don't give up. You know, it's a <clears throat> don't, you know, just because we couldn't think of a name doesn't mean you should give <laughs> yeah, a, throw it up. Yeah, out don't completely. give up. Uh,
0: if anything well, uh, so and I'm, and I'm trying to shoot some more stuff
1: Yeah, yeah You've been yeah. shooting those sketches I, yeah, had, like, I had fun with that Masterclass one Yeah
0: I shot a Masterclass one and been, That was I,
3: really funny Thanks man I really like that
0: I've been trying to just shoot I've been trying to make things easier for myself I really want to work on like acting And like just shooting So I've been trying to With a gun? Yeah shooting people <laughs> um, No I've been just trying to Write things that are very simple And kind of like Have like kind of one beat and then it's and it's done with and put it on Instagram just so I can get the practice and get and and just shoot more and And that's that's that is
1: what I really like about you know not to be serious yeah well I was hoping we can be be serious what Um,
3: come come on literally two minutes just two minutes I'm
1: triggered
2: now well we we, that's what I was gonna say
3: we haven't gotten nobody's gotten guilt ridden in the middle of a bit this episode nobody I usually have a
1: breakdown in the middle of an episode I have to talk about it Jay starts screaming you guys need me (laughs) I'll
0: I'll come on this pod whenever.
1: Um, well we'll talk about it. Um so
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cut his mic. Cut the fucking mic. Uh no, I was gonna say one thing I really like about you is we have so many friends who just bitch about comedy and then don't do anything. Yeah. And you're the pretty much the exact opposite where you just do a bunch of stuff and you're like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. It's good to see you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just like, uh worry about where you can control and just uh may just I don't know. Like I for a while I think coming out when I first got out here, I like In college, I made a lot of sketches and stuff. And then I got out here and I kind of was like, I just got in my head about it and I didn't do it for so long. And then this year I was just like, I'm going to buy a a nice iPhone Mm -hmm. and I'm going to shoot simple things on it. And I'm not going to have any excuse to back out of it. yeah, Because it'll be so easy for me to do. Because I feel like I would always be like, yeah, but I want to be in it and I got to find someone. It would just be like, feel like, I was just making excuses. Mm
1: -hmm. You got to really push yourself to do stuff creatively. Like my two goals creatively this year were to finish that pilot I sent you, which I still got to work on. Start a podcast, which this has started. I mean, we're going to get black. We're going to get deplatformed immediately. <laughs> we're, we're shadow banned. Yeah, we're already we're shadow, shadow banned.
0: When's Gavin McInnes coming on?
1: Oh, um, we have him scheduled for uh, <laughs> uh, right after you. Yeah, he's outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have oh, his, really? Yeah, I do waiting. have his Skype.
0: Oh, is that why there are torches? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then also just like draw stuff and put it on the internet. Yeah, and it's like all stuff I've been wanting to do for a long time, but it's so easy to get caught in that trap of like, what if people just, don't like it? Yeah, What if people don't like it? Yep. And then you don't even acknowledge that. You don't even say, what if people don't like it? You go eh, fucking what? Podcasts are fucking stupid. Nobody's yeah. going to listen to this or, Nobody's gonna like like my drawings.
3: Like, what the fuck am I doing? But
0: I, honestly, like, I really do feel like, and I know this isn't what this podcast is, but if I may continue, mm-hmm.
3: uh, this is what this podcast is. Uh, okay, we started the podcast. We called it Brain Jail because both me and Jace, uh, uh, Ben, if he can ever get in touch with his emotions, uh, but we feel self conscious about the things that we say. So we'll have something that'll be funny, and we'll say it, and then immediately start to feel bad. Right. So I wanted to have. Uh, we wanted to have I I, I think that because uh, I'm feeling very alone right now <laughs> uh, but uh, we wanted to have some a place where you we could just essentially address the discomfort yeah you know I mean, I, mean? And- I will
0: say for you guys and me I always enjoy hanging out with you guys because I do feel like it is a very much like a place where I can like let my guard down and be like this is how I'm really f- like I know you you know, it's like we're all busy, so you see each other in passing at mics, at shows, and social media. But, like, when we do hang out, I always feel like it's like, no, I can, like, let my guard down and be like, this is how I, you may think I'm doing good or whatever you think I am. Right. But this is how I'm feeling. Right.
1: And letting your guard down can both be being silly, doing a joke about flying a plane into the World Trade Center. Exactly, yeah. And then just having Or a, on
0: top of it. Or
1: on top yeah. of it. And then just, <laughs> you know having a real discussion like you yeah. can intermingle between those two
0: but i just feel like you get can get so caught up with being like it needs to be the funniest thing yeah ever otherwise i'm not gonna do it yeah, or, and otherwise that. and it's like you know what i just i honestly want to get really good at it so i'm just gonna start mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll get better and i'll as i get better out of it it'll be easier to make things funnier right you know and it's like there's no like i'm 27 now it's like I, whatever i'll start doing it now um yeah, yeah, especially
1: when you hit the late 20s. You're just like, I actually need to start doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, and not just waiting to do stuff. Well, this is
0: what I was going to say. I feel like get like, I mean, I think our all of our goal and like what is our existential crisis in doing comedy is like, how am I going to be able to pay my bills doing this? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I think a lot of my friends are at. Like, okay, now I need to like figure out how I can take those dick jokes that I was writing on stage and actually making money off of it um, or or um, or doing it tangentially am i saying that word yeah i think so yeah Yeah, it's okay so it's like ben is like is like finding a niche like producing comedy podcasts right Mm -hmm. and that all started from being on stage and meeting these people and it's like i do think the way to do that is by putting things out into the world Mm -hmm. because most of the time when you're on stage you're performing for your friends who have no connections. Mm-hmm. But if you're on social media, you can have people share it or you can have like just more people seeing this stuff and being like, oh wow, Jace, you can write? Mm-hmm. Well, I know someone who's, you know, working on a book and needs like cartoons or you know what I mean? Like right. mm-hmm. that's well, how even, you like, that's how you do it's it. David even, like, Duke's
1: children's book.
2: Yeah, yep.
0: David Duke is looking for a <laughs> I know I've stranger. hit him up many times, and won't get back to
1: me. No, but even like Ben, like Ben really first start getting into podcast producing. You remember, we tried to start a podcast yeah. that was just too labor intensive. <laughs> yeah. So we had to shelf it. It was like
0: my master. It, was like it, a it really class. was because we
1: were doing it a, a different week about uh, like a different school shooting or like the rape of Nan King or Jesus. something. And we were ended up doing too really much
0: research. Really funny stuff. Really funny stuff. Um, we, I honestly would get nauseous like a oh, lot of yeah. times before the... Yeah, I couldn't it do that It was fun, yet. but... I mean, even the fun, stuff awesome.
3: we say on here, I'm like the whole, most of the time, even stuff I'm saying, I'm just like... Oh God! Oh God! I can't believe that this is right. happening.
1: But Ben basically was producing a video podcast that never aired. But because of that, when Tim came to you, I was like, "Hey, we need to start shooting video podcasts." Yeah, you had at least a bait, like a foothold on mm-hmm. knowledge for that.
2: Yeah, and audio and all that stuff. You and had already started the work. I've actually taken all my knowledge from that to. Uh, Get back into directing and writing, which yeah. has been honestly uh, so much more fun yeah. than st- I mean, stand up is really fun, but it's kind of just like this little 10 minute high you get and then it's done. Yeah. I it, was just it, in New York. Can't... I worked on something so hard for two days. And my, when I, at five in the morning, I was looking over Central Park. I was about to go to the airport this morning and I saw those fat raccoons. And I was just, I felt like I had like meaning yeah. in my life. I felt like I took a risk. I, I stretched the limits of what I thought my own ability was as right. a producer and a director and a writer and a collaborator yeah. and all these things. And I felt like I succeeded and I learned a lot. And I'm gonna take that to my next project and it's gonna be even fucking better. It's gonna it's gonna sound better, it's gonna flow
1: better. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I more and about you just, story.
1: The less is you just can't make stand up your whole life, you know, because we're not we know, in LA. Not in LA. I mean in New York you can, but even still I don't think you should. I don't think you should.
0: I just don't think that I, I think it's just
1: a maze. You end up at the end of it and you're like, Well what well, I,
2: I mean, now. because I've said even this if for you get long the time,
0: sorry. nobody. Likes... Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Noah,
0: can I no, cut you off there? Nobody likes. Actually, man, can I cut you off? Yeah, sure.
2: Sorry, with, Kevin. No, go, ahead. Jace, go ahead. Kevin, yeah. go ahead. No, nobody... but we'll wait. Go, then no, we'll go. Wait, there's someone we'll
3: coming go. in from yeah. outside. Oh wait,
1: Jace, hold on a second. Oh wait, Gavin, you want to get on the
2: podcast? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think one of the dogs wants to say something.
2: <laughs> okay, Gavin, sit down. Gracie's going to go first. Then Gavin, then Jace, then me, then Noah. Uh, Gracie's a dog. Kevin, hold uh, that thought. Kevin, get us uh, a coffee.
0: Actually, Kevin, I pick your ass up and get it
2: Kevin, I, can you make room for uh, Gavin McGinnis' producer?
3: I really don't think that people even like stand-up. Like, the majority of people just don't even like it. People don't think about it, real. No, well. And when that, you're in this bubble, you forget that. And the reason, uh, the reason, one of the reasons I say that is because, like, the people that do well, like, the people that are selling out the improv on the weekends, there's some of them that are stand-ups but they're very rarely purely stand-ups the majority of the spots that they're like trying to get because they'll fill seats are people that were like got their start on vine or some like steve or some shit like yeah And people are like hell yeah like the fact mm -hmm. that he hasn't worked on it at all nobody gives a shit right Uh, nobody
1: cares it's like because people get in this insane headspace. we know so many people so obsessed with stand-up out here that they will be like it. Fuck, it's not. He shouldn't be up there. And it's like you need what, to stop. Literally, if you like look at yourself from a above perspective, like a god perspective, you're basically like a plumber complaining about a more famous plumber than you. You're like yeah. you can't even change a lug wrench, yeah. and he's got more commercials than me.
2: And Jace, and it's I, like
1: you're insane. I will say yeah.
2: too, Jace. Like uh, uh, from what I've gathered from my friends that actually do the road, apparently like 30 of club dates are now filled with podcasts. Yes that, right. That really, really sell out, and that hurts a lot of comedians who make their money on the road because that's thirty percent less dates mm-hmm. they can. Well, that's do. why you just and, gotta get a
3: podcast. And people are yeah. yeah. I, have, I have a five. lot of
2: people are hesitant to do for no. Re- I've never heard a good excuse to not the, do a podcast. Right. It's yeah. the
3: same shit that the that this podcast is about. It's the fucking brain jail. It's the it's the it's the paralysis of analysis. Mm-hmm. It's the non willing to fail. It's the it's the whole thing of just being like, I can't You're do like, this because I'm can't. gonna be bad at
1: Even it. me, I will have the thoughts sometimes where I'm like, if I do a podcast and thirty people listen to it after a year, I'm like in my head, I'm like, Oh, I'm such a fucking failure. But doing podcasts, I just have fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can just have fun doing something. And of course I'd love it to be successful because I'm a human being. But you know, if it's not, that's okay. You can just start
0: working on another thing. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's totally okay. I think uh also, like, I mean, I don't know. I consider this hanging out. Are we hanging out right now? It is. That's, that's what I love about it. It's a hangout. Everybody's yeah.
1: trying their best. And then we also get to have the feeling that we actually produce something. Yeah, we, we yeah. did some
0: work. Um, another thing that I've been feeling, so I, I have this new job, which has definitely been a promotion. How many hours a week are you working right now, by the way? I'm working like 1030 to five.
2: That's, 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 a, that's, pretty, that's good. pretty good yeah, yeah it's are you pretty, driving to like santa monica or you? no i
0: uh it's at the warner brothers lot and i live in Toluca lake now so it's like beautiful. a 10 minute that's drive Great, beautiful it's great um and it allows me to like you know i think i think i wasn't sure how much time it would be so i kind of was like hesitant to you know i just wanted to do the do a good job learn how to do the job and then start thinking about my own personal things again but the the thing about this job is like it is like almost exactly what I want to do with my l- life during the day. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this the other day of like, I, and I still, I have still left work a lot of days being like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make you happy. It does not. It's the, it's yeah. that fallacy, the fallacy syndrome. Um, Success fallacy <sighs> that hedonic he- treadmill or whatever. No, Adana, Adana, I sent Adana. you a New York Times article about it, and you were like, "Is this gonna make me sad?" Who said that? Was that you? Oh yeah, that was yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's this idea that you, you, we put up in our head that we're like, "Well, if I, you know, get booked at the Improv every week, and or if I was staffed in a room, or if I had a sketch, hundreds yep. of sketches go viral, that is gonna make me happy." And the truth is, it's not gonna make you happy. Right. It's gonna be, make you happy for a moment, and then you're gonna be brought down to earth, and you're gonna be like, "Let me get back to work right. again." So the best thing to do is to not expect any of these things to. Ever Ever fulfill that void at all? Hold on, Absolutely. Noah. Let me stop
2: you right there. Yeah. How do I'm not I'm not making a joke here because yeah. I almost texted you this this yeah. morning because I had like no sleep and I was thinking about this. Don't you think being uh, like taking more risk and uh, sh- pushing your limits as a creative person and either being successful or failing? Do you think that in any way supplements the relationships you have in your life? Do you feel like if you're that kind of person where you're where you're creative and you work hard and you are brave and you take risks, do you think that anyway reinforces the way you look at your relationships or the
1: way you treat
0: people or the way you treat people that are close to you? Like like thinking like, oh, I work hard, I'm a good person, like that type of thought, not or really mean? I like, think
1: even just like you're talking about like if you not even if you're not a creative person, if you literally were like, you know what, I'm I have a goal. I'm going to get really fit this summer. And you wake up every day at 6 a.m. before your job. This is the only thing you're really working on. You go to a boot camp for an hour and then you do like meal prep. Even just the act of like, I am working on myself. I am putting work in. Yeah. Literally like as like an art type thing, not to be too d- stupid about it, but like as a celebration of my existence, you yeah. know, like when I draw, it's like, I feel like I'm to quote like the Walt Whitman stuff. Like I'm singing a song of myself. I am celebrating every atom within me and its vibration and its energy. And that, like just doing that, like the drawing I made today, where I, I literally taught myself how to Photoshop so I could Photoshop this drawing I made into a real picture. And nobody liked it because it was too dark when I threw it up. It's a picture of me hanging myself. I felt so good about which it. Which I thought was funny, but I was still like very proud that I taught myself a new skill. Yeah. Absolutely. I you, know how to do Photoshop. Are
0: now. you saying that challenging myself in creative endeavors makes me feel better about all of myself and all of my relationships. Kind
2: of because I feel like if we're not creatively fulfilled, I feel like then we we kind of take that over into the uh, other yeah, part
0: of our 100% lives. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. That's why so I was I was working for a writer and it was a great job, but it was a little bit stagnant and it was a little bit slow and I was feeling and I was like writing pilots and I was like I had ri- I've written like four or five pilots and I was like starting to get bored. And it was starting to kind of affect my mood and like my friendships and my relationships. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll start shooting stuff. Cause I've never, I haven't done that in a long time. And I'm kind of scared to do it. Yeah. And I'm making all these excuses. And then I started doing it. And it did. It put me back on the you know the good side of being like, oh, I feel good. I'm doing something. This is hard, and I'm and I'm and I'm overcoming it. It's what mm-hmm. you're describing, Jason. Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm happy to be around my friends, and I'm 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 in a better mood. Yeah, I totally agree with right. that. I think like, I think like the happiness comes from like the moments of happiness comes from like challenge challenge and rising to the occasion. Like in this new job, I, there is a little bit of a learning curve. Like I have to learn how to format a multi-cam script like perfectly in front in real time in front of people like my like I'm projected in the room what what my, my computer mm-hmm. and uh it's really intimidating because I'm like I want to I don't want to fuck the flow up for the room yeah so I'm mm-hmm. like oh this is like a new I'm excited by this new challenge because like I I've been okay, I've been good at it but I'm like I could be great at this and I'm like totally excited to like relearn and be fucking put to the test and like that feeling of like I'm gonna I'm gonna get, come home and I'm gonna stay up late. Like I'm gonna stay up till 5 a.m to work on this goal. That feeling, fuck, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm in the hunt. Yeah. I'm doing I kind something. of realize
2: I need stakes. Yeah. You if need I don't stakes. have stakes, then that means I don't have a goal. If yeah. I don't have a goal, then that means I don't have a problem. If I don't yeah. have a problem, then hey. Yeah. Hey.
1: We were even stop. talking about this yesterday. The dog is
2: barking, yeah. folks.
1: We were even talking about this yesterday where I had gotten this sales job that Kevin had got me and once I went off salary, I went on commission and I was so nervous about making money that I really poured myself into this job. I worked so hard on it and I started to make a lot of money and now I'm making a lot of money. Yeah. And I told you yesterday, like my whole life, I was worried about like money type stuff for a while. Not my whole life, yeah. but like as of recent, I've always been worried I'm going to be like homeless or just like, you know, unemployed or whatever. Yeah. Have you now that I have enough money saved up that I don't really have to worry about money it has made me maybe 1% happy. Yeah, it doesn't. And I kind of had like, not a crisis, but kind of a little <laughs> mini thing where I'm like, okay, like a month ago where I'm like, okay, what am I doing yeah. here? And I remember, Kevin, you were talking about starting a new podcast. And I was like, I want to ask Kevin to do a podcast, but I was nervous about it. Right. And we're down here in the garage. And I'm like, do you want to do a new podcast with me? And then Ben joined in. Um, well, and Ben's then-
3: like, well, I, I, I won't say anything,
1: though. Right. <laughs> like, Ben, you Ooh. need
3: to say stuff. Yeah, of
1: course we're going to have you on. And Even then-
3: though we know from record that all the stuff where you say things are bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <clears throat> I kind of realized the
2: metaphor today on the plane. It was, like, completely dark. And I raised, you know, when you open the window just a little bit, and it's mm-hmm. like, ah, it's, like, super bright and shining in. Yeah, and, uh, That's me having a genuine thought.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a you real, let a it real in, human thought. Because right. it's just
1: opening that,
2: and I just shut it very
1: quickly. You, like, well, fuck that! I do you have
3: to let it those in? Those
1: clouds and those cabinets. can I? Do I have an almost opinion now that you are getting? Because you're getting like you're on the precipice of I think a lot of success in producing stuff. Like you have a lot of stuff that I think can go very well in the near future. Do you think now that you are on the precipice of this thing that you've worked a long time on? Now, it is almost like, okay, now what is going to make me happy? What's next? Happy? Um,
2: no, because, okay, so the the sobriety has made me realize what actually, uh, uh, I'm not as much as a monomaniac as I used to be because I'm not an addict. Right. So, when I was like an alcoholic, well, I was you're like, still an addict. just stand up all the fucking yeah. time, man. That's the only thing that I need Dude, to do. Dude, I deal. remember
0: that about you. Like, yeah. I remember when you were drinking, I remember you, like, I would, like, feel guilty around you would be like not being like no i'm gonna stand and write tonight and you'd be like what why would you do that mm-hmm. and now you're like the first person to do that and you see so much bene- or some version of that you know right it's like-
2: i i i was like uh no i've i've uh the first the first like script i tried to write i was like you know 13 i yeah. made sketches all throughout like elementary school middle school and high school yeah I'm like, no, I love, I've directed short films. I'm like, what am I, why am I reducing myself to like this, like uh, lowest uh, common denominator of society yeah. type of person? Being of like, a standup. No, man, I'm just a fucking loser. And like, we do the road, dude. Yeah. And like, you <laughs> never make any money and you get in fights on Twitter all the time. Dude, and but that is,
0: like, <laughs> I will say like working in the industry, like, you know, I feel like standups are like the least respected unless you, unless you're Roseanne, like unless not Roseanne now but like unless you have the show you're Ray you know you're Raymond you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. unless you are the something something show you're just a Kind of annoying person, right? You, yeah, you know, well, that no stand up. What. It's such yeah. a low
1: entry to be doing. <laughs> right. all you have to do is just talk into a microphone. Yeah, uh, like you can be Brendan Shubb, just a famous person. To, you start talking, you're stand up. Yeah. To answer yeah. your
2: question though, Jace, uh, getting to do all this stuff that excites me and and scares me and and seems like something I would want to like when I think, what do I want to be doing when I'm 45? Mm-hmm. I'm closer to that now. This has made me realize. You you just you start doing that stuff, you kind of realize what would be your biggest regrets in life and what you actually value in life because you are creatively fulfilled mm-hmm. and that fog kind of goes away and you go oh no the the only things i care that really really matter are like the people that are close to me that i love 100%. i want to be kinder i want to be nicer to them i want to have a family one day i want to put myself in a position where i could financially support those people and i want to i want to get i want to be nicer i want to be more patient i'm starting to i'll go to the sauna i will like pray in the sauna I'm like I'm close to becoming Christian again. I I might become a Christian. You're going
1: back the other way. Like
2: slightly ironically, I'm like you know what I, I feel like the more I act as if like God exists, as like Jordan Peterson says, I'm like I kind of uh, I kind of have a be- like more of an alignment. In yeah. life and more of a of a path, I, I think. Well, I think things, if you don't believe in anything, then you kind of just yeah, you have no identity. You have to have a code. I think like more a moral. Yeah, yeah you like have guide to.
3: Ethics. More yeah. importantly, though, I think regardless of like what you believe religiously, is what we're talking about is finding fulfillment in every day. And I'll tell you, there is nothing grosser or more sad is to see somebody. Who has a lot of those people around them that that love them? I mean, I growing up in church and living in Fresno and just being a re- in regular society and not in an industry or not doing stand up and whatnot. There are so many people that have a home, money, a good job, a beautiful family, support system, and everything. Friends. And because they're not fulfilled creatively, they're not like they're not like doing something that makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. They have zero overflow. They have no overflow of emotions to give to the rest of their family, to give back to A great example of this is – And so then – Real quick. Can you expand on this? Yeah, because – So then a lot of times what people will do is then they will go to their spouse or they'll go to their job or they'll go to their their kids and they'll look for the fulfillment through those people, which honestly I don't believe is possible to get fulfillment outside of your own – you know uh uh you know following your own convictions to be like i want to write something following
2: your bliss following yeah
3: following your bliss or follow whatever you want to call it but if you're not doing that mine's choking women well
1: (laughs) Well, see that would be a problem (laughs) so
3: what, what i'm saying is you can't love the people around you and provide for them emotionally if you don't have anything extra to give right and you create that extra to give through uh, you know following your
0: convictions or for you know for us it's creating things it right? is so cool to have that feeling of like I don't know how I'm gonna be able to do all this and you always do it you, you know if you if you're if you're up if the stakes are high enough you always do it like always like I'll like I like that's why I like writing three things at once and like because it's like I, I don't know three things how am I gonna be able to do that but it's like you take breaks. You come in and out of things. You're less passionate about one thing. Something else moves, you know, to the front. You know, or mm-hmm. like you finally figure out that other thing. Now that now that's the first thing you're working on. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, I love that feeling of like pushing yourself and being like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. And here's the other thing. This is what bring to bring it back to stand up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. No, to, no, go ahead. Sorry to cut you all you guys off and <laughs> just really talk.
2: No, hey, Gavin, you can leave now. <laughs>
0: yeah, Gavin, uh, get the hell out of here, you <laughs> fucking Jew hater. <laughs> um, no, that. <laughs> I'm doing stand up less. I'm still doing it enough, mm-hmm. but I'm doing it less, and I'm having more fun doing it than I've ever had before. Right, right. which I is 100% like
3: percent agree. Which is like
0: yeah. that is where I want to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I had I had three shows this week. That's the only times I got up, um, and each set was memorable. I had fun, and I had I had like I had a good time, and it, and the audience could see because I wasn't coming to it being like. God damn it! What what is the point of this? Why do uh-huh. I keep doing this every night? Well, you yeah, know? You,
3: a lot of times when you force yourself to go out, it's because you're not on a show. You're going to like an open mic, right? And then there's a layer of expectations. You're trying to please the crowd, which is a bunch of other comics. Yeah. So then you're kind of working on something that's not even going to be relevant to an actual crowd. Well,
1: then I think you're also doing something not for yourself, really. You're doing something <laughs> for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And when I
3: say other people, you're trying
1: to live up to the idea of what you think you should be, which is a guy who fucking grinds and gets up every day. Right. Right. It's like there's this. I've never read Sartre, but there's a Sartre play called No Exit and the whole point of the play is that hell is other people and basically what he means by that is that hell is the viewpoint you give yourself through the eyes of other people. Yeah. Where you're like, I should be getting up more or I'm not, I'm a failure in life or I should be making more money. You're always going, other people think I should be making more money. Right. But yeah. when you actually tend to like what you're talking about, like some Jordan Peterson shit, like make your bed, when you actually make your life the way you actually want it to be yourself, not for other people, not for your mom, your dad, your fucking boss or whatever, when you're actually working on the life you want to live, then you can actually go out and love people more and be a better person. Well, if
3: you're confident in yourself, you're going to treat people better too, Mm -hmm. typically because you're not acting out of self-consciousness or trying to one up or saying, I can do more pushups than you. I literally,
1: since starting posting these drawings, I feel more confident around comedians because it's like, Oh, everybody knows I'm like, like everybody, this is like literally contradicting what I'm about to say. uh, just said, but everybody knows like, hey, look at this talented thing this guy can do that I put out there. Do you feel
2: like it helps with your identity? Because if you're like a creative person, you tend to be more open-minded, so then you struggle with knowing who you actually are. So then when you draw more... You view yourself more as a cartoonist or an artist, and that solidifies your foundation really, to sort of go out in the world. It
1: really has. It's made me remember that I am a creative person, like how I felt when I was a kid because I used to draw all the time. And then I got obsessed with standup, and it was all about no, I'm the funniest guy, I'm the yeah. best performer, I'm the most confident. And on And funniest in a specific way, in a very specific way, where I'm trying to be the new Louis, you know, back before the whole right. stuff happened. Yeah. And now that I'm drawing or doing this podcast or something, I'm like, I'm I literally. It's funny you mentioned this because this is a thought this week. I literally are now viewing myself as a person who is creative and interesting, and can do a bunch of things.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's funny talking about like bringing you back to childhood. Like, I I, I came into comedy like where I was just making sketches with my friends and putting yeah. it on YouTube. Like yeah. that is how I was like I love that I love that's how I made people laugh at first. Right. And doing that again makes me be like, oh, this is this is what it was always about. Yeah, it was about, make- it was about it was about. Making people laugh, in whatever form that is, mm-hmm. whether it's on stage, whether it's you know uh, sh- shooting a sketch, whether it's the written world, whatever it is, that it doesn't matter what it is. It's matter that you're doing that. Right. You know, I remember
1: yeah. the specific emotion when I was a kid behind it, and I've been able to tap into it more now. Yeah, was really working on something and just. The anticipation of showing it to somebody it's else. It's the best feeling. And literally being like, I can't wait till they fucking see this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like that was something I think that I had really missed out on. Yeah. And now like I feel like I brought that, like I did hot tub on Monday. I feel like I brought that. I'm like, I can't wait for you guys to see these bits. I want to have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. can't wait for you to see these drawings. That is the yeah. f- that's
0: the feeling. Like, I love cause it's stand up for a bit, I think, for all of us, when we were like first getting to know each other, we were going out like every night and stuff and, mm-hmm. and doing that. And it it becomes like um like uh, okay I've seen that joke a hundred times or like who cares where you're like or you don't even care about it because you told it last night as opposed to the feeling of like I've been working on like that. I was so excited to release that Hollywood assistant thing. Mm -hmm, Cause like you just were like, you should do this. And then I was like, I should do it. And then I wrote it and then there was just so much like effort input. I could see the
1: giddiness in you while we were, while we were shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so,
0: it's just so much fun. And that is the place you want to be at on stage or in anything you do. Um, well, or getting, even
3: getting back to that thing like when you were a kid where you would just make something to show it to your buddies yeah or like i i, I had the thought the other day that was like i used to make sketches and uh, record my own like uh, radio show when i was a kid and i was never a thought of how many people are going to watch this right never not once i just was doing it because it was fun
0: i will say it's funny the, the th- i think what started this train of thought though is <clears throat> tim coming around more I really do. Yeah, I he think. really made me rethink how I was approaching everything, mm-hmm. and being like, you know, it just like being like, you're not just gonna make it just going at, up at these mics all the time. Right. Well, we've
1: literally seen, or you guys have seen. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, like Tim walk up to comedians who are like 33; they're like working a door guy job, and he's just like, "What's the plan? Like, what are you doing?" Here? Yeah, <laughs> and then like the literally like the panic you see in people. When that gets brought up, it's like, oh shit! Yeah, I actually have to think about this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something I was kind of pushing down, just going through like the inertia of my life. Now I have to actually take yeah, a look at. Yeah,
2: he's like Jordan Peterson.
1: He is Jordan. He's Peterson. kind of Jordan Peterson in mm-hmm. a weird way. <laughs> no,
2: it's he like, really. You need a plan. You need to execute it. You need to have a goal. You need, You need mm-hmm. to push yourself.
0: No, I, yeah. I I think like when I first started hanging out with, uh, hanging out around around him and stuff, I would definitely. He loves lobster. I'm sorry. He loves lobster. Yeah. I definitely would be like, yeah. uh, like, like I'd feel bad for a second, and then I'd be like, no, but that's good because I'm like sort of like thinking about myself mm-hmm. and how I can like, how, what is my plan? It's that's a good thing to wonder like what, and I don't think a lot of comedians do this. I think a lot of us are still stuck in this like I'm just going to do stand up and then it's just going to happen. Right. Just like in 1982. Yeah. It's like no it's not. I think a
1: lot of people are have now that we know have fallen into the trap of like well I just hang around and then somebody gives me something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also what you're given
1: is nothing to build a career off of. Right. And that's probably true for some people. Some people just hung around and they got one writing job but that's like one writing job. You know what I
0: mean. But first off a writing job is like you know that would, that's, the, that's a best case scenario. Right. To me, what's funny is like a lot of our goals is to be on late night, a late night set, right? And I still have that goal, and I'm sure all of us still want to do that one day, but I'm almost like, if I don't get a late night set, but I still do stand-up, but I do have a long tenured career as a writer, producer, director, mm-hmm. I would be, I'd be so much happier off because you see a lot of people have a late night set and they are like, oh, I can't pay my bills. Right. I can't have a family. Mm-hmm. But I've done every late night show. I've done Comedy Central half hour. I've done, and it's like those are great things. But it's like you cannot build any sort of life off of that. Yeah, you're trapped in an old paradigm. You're trapped exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't apply to how modern life works anymore. No. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate to see someone with someone with every single credit, and then be like, yeah, and I very have,
2: talented, and very, very talented, talented, and be like,
0: yeah, I do wag. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Why you? Well, I, I feel like I get into
3: a, a, a fucking slump and all that shit because, <clears throat> like, you guys are talking about having plans and stuff. I kind of like stop making plans. Yeah. I'm literally like, I'm just trying to do shit as it comes to me and have zero expectations of an outcome because yeah. I keep having these opportunities where I feel like I hit it out of the park. And then nothing happens. Yeah, and I'm like, but I just read, I'm dying up here, and uh, that's it. you're supposed to do good at this place, and then blah blah, and it doesn't happen. Then you just goes, well, I might. Who gives a fuck? Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, and uh, so you just uh, you just gotta keep doing shit, and that's. I mean, this is. Not a healthy thought, you know, yeah. probably, but it just gets, it starts getting bummer. I'm a lot older. I'm, I'm 11 years older than most of you guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, the, that one of the things that scares the shit out of me is that I'm just going to become content with doing nothing. Yeah. And because you kind of, you kind of lose the fire. Like when I was out of college, I just remember just being like, I'm going to take over the world. Yeah. Like I'm, I can do anything. And it just kind of, everything started, I think, changing my career trajectory. You know, in my in my late twenties, to start doing stand up, and then being like, "Oh, I'm going to be a good stand up," uh, and I'm going to, you know, I've made all these videos my whole life, and I've I've got all this this background, and then to show up and be like, "Yeah, nobody gives a fuck." Yeah. Do you feel I, like you
2: lost your edge, Kevin?
3: I never had an edge. What do you mean?
2: Well, your edge, as in like your fire, that spark, that little ember that you keep blowing blowing a little air on to keep that fire going. I um, don't like, know. You said you're going to go out and conquer the world and stuff. Like oh, 100 percent. That edge of the sword to get to 100 percent.
3: I mean, because it, it used to be like I'm going to go out and conquer the world. You know, I'm looking at my, you know, my high school. You know, and most likely to become the next Adam Sandler Award. And I'm going, yeah, that what a fucking idiot. Like, what a fucking idiot. You're not going to be anything. My only goal now is to just be able to to chop out a little chunk of something so that I can make money and I can you know live. Um, but, like the idea that i 'm going to do anything that 's going to be crazy i 've got 've kind of rejected it from my mind like that it 's not even a possibility so like i 'm like I need to do a podcast because I need to be creating something, and I want to be able to get it out and yeah. uh, i 'd
2: say disillusionment is a great first step for
3: everything so, talk about that more
2: well like like i kind I told you the other day i had the i I was driving from the gym and I thought of myself like at radio city hall and it like actually picture yourself you're at radio city hall 8,000 people have come to see you you're wearing a $6,000 suit and you're pacing the stage and relating to everybody in there and making them laugh and I was like I can't do that I've never been able to do that
3: see I think this is where where me and you different you might be missing like what I'm saying because I feel like I could do that yeah I think I could do that I too. could do that I feel like that the thing that's always bothered me is like but I get yeah. like to where uh well I yeah, I don't want to completely. I'm not saying I could do that. I feel like one day I could do that. I feel like I could do that today. I know I could never do that. Um, I've never felt like I had a lack of talent or ability. That never was the thing. At the end of the day, I was just like, yeah, people just Well, some I, people
2: are really talented, they can never do that. They yeah, could, they're like comedic geniuses, they would never be in that position. Yeah.
3: Sure. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I think because they, you know, if they choose a particular path, like, you know, doing this podcast or something where- Well, if they're a certain
2: <laughs> type of comedy, but they're a comedic genius, they're I not also going to
3: be that person.
2: It's they're crazy, like the, too.
3: Everyone's bringing their families out
2: and babysitters mm-hmm. and they're doing arenas and colleges and stuff, you know. Yeah.
0: What's crazy, too, is like, I think we are, there is um, so little people even doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. There's like-
2: uh, There's three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, no, uh, yeah, here's the that's, thing. They that's all, a lot.
1: And they all started in 2000. That was a thing I kind of had to admit to myself at a certain point because I remember growing up on all this comedy like I wanted to do comedy forever like Ben talks about the sketches I just wrote stand-up yeah. like my entire teenage years like yeah. I had a box that's awesome full of bits that I think I threw out one day when I was really depressed I mean they weren't <laughs> good they're like hey if you what about church folks um, I love the
0: idea of you What's reading the these bits
1: and there are like amazing oh and yeah you're like well that's not <laughs> just but they're like amazing yeah but then I kind of had to admit to myself because you, you like heard about what it was like you know you you get really good and then you go up places that are good and then you start getting more stuff and you start getting no And i was under the impression you could make money while you were figuring it out and i think back in the day people could yeah because there weren't that many people trying to be creative and now because of the event of podcasts and the internet and stuff like that more people are who probably shouldn't be doing stuff but you know i don't want to be a gatekeeper or doing that type of stuff so it's just it's really too crowded to be that anymore and i kind of admit to myself maybe like two years ago where it's like well that's just not the existence right and then i kind of like consciously i think i told you about this i consciously was like okay you need to do some work on yourself so you knew yeah. you knew what i was talking about with the
2: disillusionment
1: yeah exactly yeah. The, and then i i was kind of like i'm like okay it's not how it used to be because i literally i have the same thought i'm like if it was like if i was born in 1980 i think i could be a famous comedian right now i really do yeah um and so i kind of admit to myself it's like that's not the path anymore and then i was like i literally was like okay let's work on yourself a little bit because you're clearly in pain. You know, I was just always in a lot of pain. Yeah. And so, you know, started trying to take care of myself, look into stuff, like learned about myself, learned about like codependency issues, depression, stuff like that. Started going to therapy like a year ago. And I I said this before, but I feel like I've finally getting to the point where I understand my issues enough that I can start producing again, but in a way that is more, Thoughtful. organically thoughtful, yeah. what I should be doing, what yeah, actually brings me more joy. To you not trying to fit a box where I'm like, well, if I become a famous comedian, my parents will be proud of me. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, the nice thing about that is, is, is it's a, uh, it's a double-edged sword in a good way in the fact that uh, if you are more working on yourself and you're, you're, you're trying to produce stuff as yourself, and mm-hmm. you're trying to get to know yourself better, you being a more true version of who you are is gonna be more unique and more attractive than anything that you could manufacture. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Because you, uh, I think individuals are so unique and varied in their own way, and we spend so much time trying to change who we are, or like, uh, I'm not gonna cry, I just have something in my throat. <laughs> uh, <clears> throat> for real, I keep, I keep clearing my throat, it's killing me. Do you want some water? Um I yeah I'll take some more water. Um but the uh if you continue to do that I think all you're going to find is reward at the end of it. You know? Well what yeah, I, mean?
1: I think I've already my life I feel like has gotten even though I'm still really depressed a lot of the time, the anxiety that I used to have on a day-to-day basis. I have to remind myself this because now my main emotion is just depression, but I really have to remind myself I used to just be having an anxiety attack every day. Yeah. yeah. Like that was every part of my existence was like freaking out about something Mm -hmm. and that just for the most part diminished I have more money now I'm doing stuff creatively that I didn't think I'd be able to so it's it's hard I talk about in therapy a lot but I feel like especially now that I'm 29 I'm like you fucking piece of shit why don't you do this 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 and this yeah and I have to remember it's like oh you're just a step in the process of what you want to be come one day yeah you know yep yeah. And it, you know I used to worry I'm like is that just you know master like masturbatory um, just working on yourself all the time and I I I don't know I feel like I'm starting to reap well, it, the benefits of it. It is
3: a version of masturbatory but if you go out in the world and you're all built up you know you got to you got to fucking do shit for you a lot of the time. Right. right? You know um, <clears throat> when I talk about living out of your overflow it comes from like a parenting book that I read years ago that was essentially saying the reason they say put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then put it on your kid is because if you're all fucked up emotionally right. and you're not fulfilled, then you try to go hang out with your kid and you just can't. Right. You can't do it. You're going to be a bad parent because there's going to be a, an element of, uh, of, of they're holding you back and resentment and all that shit. And uh, I remember when I first moved out here before. I had a lot of conversations with my wife about stuff, and, and I was just like, I feel like I, I need to have a job, and I need to make money, and we need to have a house so that you will like me and all this stuff. And, and, uh, but I just feel like this resentment's going to build up. And she's like, I have never asked for those things, ever. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've never wanted those things. I just want you to be happy because I like you. And when you're happy, the whole household is happier. And I'm just like, oh. She's like, so let's just, let's move to Los Angeles. Let's, you know, sell the house. It's stressing both of us out, you know, and you can have a little bit more of a base to work out of as opposed to just struggling for all these things that you think other people need you to have. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, you hate it. And then you realize people don't even give a shit about that stuff. <laughs> and you're like, fuck. So the last X amount of years were for nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just hard, you know? I just, like, that's been the thought recently. I'm like, life is hard, and you just have to, like, fight for stuff. And I do think, I don't know, maybe I have a bad perspective, because I feel like, you know, me and Ben were just fucked from an early onset. Mm. Um, molested. <clears throat> we were both molested. Um, we molested each other. Yeah, we actually joined the, <laughs> we joined the Catholic Church so we can molest each other.
3: Uh, we well, I did, I, can speaking, we get
0: one of our own confession booths? Speaking of uh,
3: of that, we were actually talking about this earlier. Smoking or not? Uh, I don't know if it was uh, if it was on the Smoking. podcast, but we talked we talked about how like we had kind of fucked up childhoods because of religion, and we used you as a reference as being like, I wonder what it's like to be like Noah. Who uh, we've talked
2: about you on every podcast, really. Yeah, yeah, it's all positive, <laughs> and, of course. And, not and just I can't wait till I
3: finally listen to the. Uh, but yeah, but uh, I mean, do you feel? Uh, I mean, I don't even know what the question would be. Well, I, like, I feel
1: like I feel like no. You've always been, and this might be unfair to you, but I feel like you've always been the like, especially amongst amongst comedians who like feel fucked up. You've always been the poster boy for the guy who isn't fucked up. I think that's a compliment to you because, mm-hmm. you know, you're such a caring, nice person who genuinely, you know, doesn't seem too bogged up on his own shit to like not care about people. I feel like I'm about to cry now, <laughs> um, but also, I don't know. It might be a discredit to you because, you know, it's just saying like, oh, no, it has it fine. No, has no problems whatsoever. Well, if you want to ask Sid,
0: she'll tell you I'm fucking lunatic, <laughs> but no, I, I don't Sid's know. Your life partner? I mean, yeah, my yeah. girlfriend. Um, I don't know. Boyfriend. I feel like. I feel like the last year and a half I've been the most anxious um, I've ever been in my entire life. Uh, I I was I, gonna say something. Like the I la- was gonna
2: confront you about it actually. Oh really? <laughs> it's been I a mean, real problem.
0: I mean I feel like I I'm dealing with it and, and I come out of it being like, Yeah, this is you feel like this and this is okay to feel like it and yeah. uh, and i just always need to remember like i need to just just fucking relax like right. yeah I, it's I, okay no, to feel your emotions it's Frankie okay to, relax. yeah and yeah. it's also like I mean I think a lot of my anxiety comes from like I feel like I'm up against the clock mm-hmm. like if I don't finish this sample by this time when this person asks for me and I will never have a career Right. and it's like you're no. at the sperm bank Yeah, <laughs> it, it's that uh, high school
2: mentality where you feel like if you fail your English test yeah. freshman year that you're not gonna get into college yeah it's that, exa- it's
0: that same anxiety it's just transferred into place and it's like no what I'm what I'm really doing out here is building a life out here so that there is no timeline so I can, can continue to take my time and become good at this not overnight but over time but i think but yeah i i mean i really have some really really bad anxiety um and uh but i don't know i think i i think i i've been i don't know i don't i if i'm happy i'm coming off as like uh i guess calm and i don't think
1: i'm not like coming off as calm cool and collected no i don't mean i don't mean like that i think i mean that and this like Balanced, I said this well yeah it just might be this might be everyone reading too much into it yeah. but it it feels like I don't know like you were given at least a base where you knew you could push through those things or something.
0: Yeah, I definitely have like I feel like my parents did a good job of being like early on like life sucks. Mm-hmm. Work really hard. Something don't 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 try to figure out what is going to come out of it, but something good will come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Yeah, well, I think And the- I feel like that, like that sort of like, like my dad from a very young age was like, this is, you know, like we're going to give you an allowance mm-hmm. and you're going to do these things and you're going to get $20 a week. I really believe that helped me with almost every single thing right. in my life. Because it was just like, okay, financially it was just like, I'm going to care about things more that I've saved up to buy, Mm -hmm. you know? And secondly, I'm going to have the discipline to work at a goal. Like I want to buy this Pokemon card. It costs 20 bucks. So I'm not going to spend the money that week Mm -hmm. because I want to buy that. And like the learning, like the value of the dollar of like, I'm gonna And through that week, I'm going to have all these um, impulsive thoughts. Like, what if I get that? What if I get that? But he's buying that, and he's buying that, why don't I buy that, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, no, work through that because you know what you really want, and those are just kind of like distractions and vibrations kind of going through your head and just push that out of the way. Um, I think yeah. one of the
3: things that's, 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 that you're highlighting too is the fact that the thing that gives you anxiety is also the same thing that you described as giving you fulfillment.
0: Right, I am my anxiety, I always need to remember that I am constantly anxious, and that, for me, is a good thing because it's it 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 fuels me. And when I when I don't take the time to be like, okay, we're gonna shut down the server, mm-hmm. we're just gonna shut it down. He doesn't this this guy does not need to be thinking right now. Yeah. When I forget to do that is when I get when I go into overdrive and I'm like really really anxious. Right. And I don't really, I don't really go out if I'm feeling like that. You know, I kind of I'll go work out. That's another thing I will say. My parents did a good job of like they let me do every activity. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like go play basketball, you want to learn to play guitar? Go, you know, we'll 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 get you a tutor for a little bit or a tutor a teacher for a little bit and you learn how to play guitar. You you want to, you know, whatever, like whatever we could afford. They were go- pretty good about. There wasn't like, no, you need to play basketball or you need to do this because mm-hmm. this is what I want you to do. It was like, yeah, you want to do that? Cool, let's do that. Outlets. Outlets. And that was good cuz like Now I know for me playing guitar, a lot of people don't know I play guitar. I'm really good at guitar. Really? Yeah. A lot of people don't know it. It is like, and I, yeah, I'll play that. I'm (laughs) really bad. No, but I'm pretty good at it. And and I never let it become my thing Mm -hmm. because it was always something that I could go to when I was feeling anxious and completely basketball has become that it wasn't that basketball was the root of my anxiety in high school and mm-hmm. middle school because it was all i wanted to do is be a great basketball player and then i stopped playing basketball when i first got out here and then i picked it up about you know a year and a half ago and now it's become like the place where i can shut down so that i can feel like kind of even when i come back right See, and yeah,
3: care about people you know i think if you're feeling anxious you should do nothing and then just sit at home and think about it a yeah, lot yeah. Just really, and really get deep into it. And then start uh, placing the blame for those thoughts on yourself.
0: You know what's funny? A writer friend of mine. <laughs> I,
3: w- yeah, we, I got to get going pretty soon. Uh, okay. Yeah, going in for the wind down here. Yeah, okay. Can, no, sorry, please. I was just going to say grab like. everything a, up perfectly.
0: A writer friend of mine, I was saying like, I just want to stop feeling like. I want to stop feeling so anxious and so like constantly wondering how is this all going to work out and what does this mean? And if I work on this, what does that mean to these people? And if I work on this, am I betraying like, you know, like I've had, I've talked to you about this. Like I've had shit where I'm like, I feel like I'm betraying my brother by being out here. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like what I should have done is go home and really been the Finling brothers. Like we can't be the Finling brothers when I'm in LA and I'm in New York, which is bullshit. Right. If I want to be the Finling, like, all of that is just completely made up in my head. And I was explaining this this right now. I'm just like, I just want us both to have careers. I want us to be happy. I want us to love each other. And, and she was just like in my twenties, she's like in her late forties now. She's like in my twenties, I was just like you. I was constantly in my head Mm -hmm. trying to figure out everything, thinking that I was going to figure it out. If I just thought about it long enough that I would figure it out. Never in my entire life, this was what said, did I ever figure any fucking thing out at, during that time period. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you're not going to figure anything out. Stop trying to, you know? Right
1: um yeah you have to i think at a certain point just embrace that life is going to be like this a lot of the time yeah and that's okay and you can find joy in that and gratitude yeah you'll
3: find moments well i think that being grateful for your anxiety get grateful for your anxiety because it makes you who you are it forces you to go to the next direction and uh you know i don't i don't ironically sit at your home and just think about it forever or if you're going to sit at your home
0: if you feel like that Pick up your laptop. Like this morning, I was feeling anxious. Look like, up some porn. Yeah. Well, Sid wanted to like <laughs> lie in bed and lay there, and I'm like, I if I lay here for too long, I'm gonna start being really anxious mm-hmm. and want to, and I'm gonna hate myself. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna get out of bed and make some coffee. I'm gonna start writing. Yeah. And then and then she slept till another hour, and then she came out, and then I was like, Hey, let's go have a day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was able, I handled it healthy, and got that out of the way, as opposed to lying in bed feeling anxious mm-hmm. and then when she wants to get up i'm just like ah fuck you you know <laughs> fuck this. Like, i was this, relaxing i was re- you know i don't feel good now
3: <laughs> well
0: um i think
3: i think the lesson here is to be active follow your passions and do things one right. of the things i've mentioned on this podcast before was the uh, the book the alchemist where he essentially he, he gives uh, he meets a wise king and the wise king gives him two stones and he says if you're having trouble making a decision pull out these stones and if it's one stone it go this way and go the other ones that'd be an objective question i think that what he's trying what the book is trying to tell you is that you need to do something yeah make a fucking decision yeah don't just sit there and do nothing and i think uh, you've illustrated that uh, very well uh well, I just want to say I love you, Noah Findlay. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're friends and I'm glad that uh, that you were able to uh, break out of brain jail yeah. uh, from time to time. Jace, I'm indifferent about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I come back? Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. Well, we try to get you on every episode yeah. back in the day. Well, uh, anything to say before we wrap up, boys?
2: Um, No, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm just putting on one of Noah's favorite jams here to close out the pod. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, let's hoist them up on a chair and get out of here. Uh, Guys, if you enjoy the episode, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, You can now email us at brainjailpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Brain Jail. And thanks for listening in. And, uh, yeah, we're all gay. All right. (laughs) Bye.
0: Hey, hey.
1: Folks, that's been Brain Jail.
0: A feeling of
1: one nervousness, will unleash, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Yeah. If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna take my
0: secret to my situation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, they're gonna know know I'm dumb.